Okay, I'm never gonna take you guys seriously until you show me that you can play when it matters. But you think the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't clutch? You should see Team Sweden <laughs> at the World Juniors. Like, just cool. imagine how it's gonna be this upcoming year now that they're hosting. Yeah. It. <laughs> yo, yo, Leafs fans are listening to this and being like on your side, and then it ricochet, ricochet shot towards Leafs fans immediately. Just unnecessarily <laughs> drop, pouring gasoline and lighting a match, and it's just like that was uncomfortable. <laughs> Episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. Episode 142. And Hayden, I don't know what man this is that hacked into our Zoom call, but it seems like a familiar face. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ian McNaughton. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are we doing? Great. It's been way too long. I, I... Long story short, I changed the phone numbers and I totally forgot to give you guys both my new number. And that's why when we were talking the other day, it's like, oh, yeah, right. My bad. My B. I literally texted you. I was like, hey, man, I haven't you haven't been answering my texts. You good? Like checking up on you. And then over Instagram, you're like, oh, I got a new phone number. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why he's been completely ignoring me the past two months. <laughs> Hey, it's us. <laughs> oh. I don't. I I I just, I just took a new job. I moved to a different country, and you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, you're um, you're with the Silver Tips. You've been with the Silver Tips for a bit, but now you've kind of committed to that. How's that going? It's busy. Uh, I'm doing a job that I didn't go to school for, and I had no idea about before I took it up in September. I'm now learning game ops, which is hilarious. Yeah. Where, what does that consist of? Everything that's not on the ice, I have like a bit of a hand in. Oh, okay. And even on the ice, I do like run the intermission activities and, and all that. Gotcha. Not bad. I love yeah. that for you. It's 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 cool. It's a lot. It's cool. I even got a badge. I got a I got a you'll appreciate this, Jevin. I got a Reebok Edge lanyard. With my badge. <laughs> that is a throwback. Any old NHL jersey, you'll see that Reebok logo on it. Well, and the other, like, I'm kind of jealous because one of my coworkers, she has a BC hockey lanyard. She's not Canadian or anything, but she has a BC hockey lanyard, and I don't. I have the Reebok edge. It's like, I actually played in BC hockey. I played in Pee Wee at BC hockey. I should have the BC hockey lanyard. It's just yeah. small stuff like that that I just, you know, have a great with. That's all. I was about to say that's like a super lax bro thing to have would be like a BC, like BC, TBC lacrosse lanyard is a super lax bro thing to have. You know what I'm saying? So like a BC hockey thing is like very close, but not quite the same. Well, and like my running joke of like all lax bros drive Jeeps, right? She doesn't yeah. drive a Jeep. So like she's not quite there, but it's like. <laughs> she's close. You want to be, like... you want to, you want to be a lax bro, grow a mullet. Drive a Jeep, wear a snapback backwards, and then uh, only wear socks and slides. 
Yeah. Easy. All, the all, all, all the time. Like, yeah. it's not even like it's it's raining and it's cold, but no, you're still in socks and slots. And together. always have a bag of spits within mm. 10 this, meters of you at all disgusting. times. Disgusting. And, no. and some dip. And some dip. Ugh. Yeah. But spits, Hayden, that's a hot take, my friend. Spits are unbelievably good. Wait. No, I was definitely thinking dip as spits. Oh, okay. But then right. said, Ian then said dip, and I'm like, I'm Wait. fucking up right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, well, the, well, the real, the real Dash sickos, are, the real sickos are like the people who combine the two. How can you multitask how, that way? There's way how? too much concentration. I know. Well, it's like that. That are like gum. Like there are people who do like the gum and the spits, and it's One like no, time. you want to like, I, I, yeah. I can't do. I can't multitask. I'm a guy. I can't do that. How did how did you how how do you have your spits? Are you a handful guy? Throw them all in one, one at a yeah. time. Yeah, handful. you gotta go handful. Do you like handful and then keep the bitten ones on one side, or do you spit out each one individually? I I try I try to go on the side. It's it's kind of like 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 cherries almost, right? When you have like a cherry and you're like you're trying to get the pit out, and then yeah. this might be a little uh, not suitable for work. This might be a little bit graphic for some, like just you know thinking about where your cherry pit's going. But, uh, you know, you try and get the pit out, you spit out the pit, and then you eat the rest of the cherry. It's kind of like that with seeds. With spit. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, um, your silver tips just made a fat trade in the last yeah. few days. Stan yeah. Owen, Owen Zellweger on his way and got a huge return. Huge return. What do you think about that? I can't comment on it too much because I do work for the team, but um, it's a lot. Um, He's so official now. Jeez, look at this guy. Yeah, PR nightmare. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I get anything I, out of this guy. I, I want. I, here's the thing. Um, I I will say this. I may or may not have had a plan to do like an autograph sesh this week because we need some like the guys like team signed stuff uh for giveaways and such uh he oh. screwed it up well i didn't all know who was gonna be there but we had stuff planned and now it's like yeah you know what? there's enough guys who are on the move and we're bringing in i i think we'll just wait a few more days here we'll just uh we're not gonna rush anything here yeah no for sure for sure but but for i mean sure bud but i mean all like I have nothing but like Olin and Hofer both there. Like it's also Ryan Hofer. Both mm. of those guys were there when I first started with the team. And like Olin's going to be in the NHL next year. Yeah. Like he's, he's back good. Hope I, I, I really love Hope as a 20 year old, like kid yeah. of beauty. Love him. Yeah. Dude, Zellweger was so good at the world juniors. Like, he was such a smooth skater. Like, I didn't watch much of him. And then this tournament is, like, I heard all the hype about surrounding him um, when he got drafted by Anaheim. And then, like, Scott was pumping his tires. He was like, I'm really excited about this guy. You were pumping his tires as well. Like, there was so much hype surrounding him. And then once the World Juniors started, I saw his name on the lineup. And I'm like, this is going to be really entertaining. And he was just nothing short of like fun to watch well and the other like I, like he's a second round pick yeah 
which is kind of surprising because like the dude like i don't know if it's because he was in edmonton or not edmonton because he was in everett and everett's not the biggest you know hockey market and whatever like zell should be a first round player like he's just that special and he's not great of a player i think like a few years down the line it's going to be a thing where it's like nhl post about him like steal of 2020 like 2021 draft kind of thing and it's gonna be like Zell. it's kind of like what jason everyone's talking about jason robertson he was drafted like 39th overall and people are like how was this guy not taken like david pasternak was like 25th overall now he's like one of the best goal scorers in the league and like jake vertanen went 21 picks before david pasternak and they've had complete opposite careers right that's probably what it's going to be like in a few years you look back and Zellweger was 37th overall. What the what? Yeah, what was people seeing to make him pass on him? So I think it's probably gonna be that kind of situation. And I mean, I've watched him for years, so like I guess I'm kind of used to it as well. Like I already know what to expect with with Zell. Like I know yeah. like like oh, did you see Zell do this? It's like, yeah, I I'm not surprised. I'm used to it. Like <laughs> that's just an average Tuesday night for him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit about the World Juniors. I was going to talk about um, the Canucks first, but since we're talking about Zellweger and how he did at the World Juniors, we may as well um, continue with the World Juniors. Uh, me and Hayden, when we last recorded, we were uh, just coming off a overtime win, um, or Canada was just um, coming off an overtime win versus Slovakia. And their next matchup was against the States. And a lot happened in that game. There's obviously a lot of hype going into the States Canadian matchup. Um, typically, we either see that matchup on Boxing Day or New Year's Eve, but this tournament, we got him on neither one of those days. Uh, but it was a matchup that it was a tale of two tapes, I would say. Um, USA was all over them the first period, or at least the first 15 minutes. It looked like Canada didn't know how to play hockey. Um, they went up 2 nothing, and then Bedard got us back in it with the goal in the first period. And then with the help of uh, Stankoven, who's also going to be a fucking stud in the NHL, he's going to be one of those small guys that's just going to tear it up. He ties it at two. Fantilli, um, that beauty from Michigan, he puts us up 3-2. Three, three unanswered goals, but then this is when the tricky situation's came in um the goalie interference on uh blake i don't know if you guys saw it but it seemed as if the state's player blake was just making an innocent play he was in the crease which is kind of frowned upon an international play but when you have the puck and you're going for the puck you're allowed to do whatever you want um i guess not whatever you want but you can be in the crease he was in the crease he made a hockey move but he bumped millich when he was trying to slide over Blake scores, Canada challenges, goal just allowed for goalie interference. Now, Ian or Hayden, what did you guys think about it? Did you think it was worthy of getting called back? Did Canada get lucky? Should it have been tied 3-3? What do you guys think? Personally, uh, I know we were texting about it back and forth when it happened, and I was just kind of like, yeah, no, this is probably going to count, and it's probably going to be tie game and that's how it's gonna go and then when it was overturned 
like I know you messaged me back and were like, I'm generally surprised by that. And I was like, oh, that's a break for Canada. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, again, the international rules are different than the NHL. I'm not going to like, I'm not the expert on the international rules, but like, I I guess it's goalie interference. You get your, you get your butt in the way of the goalkeeper trying to make the save. You know, he's got his, his Kyle Lowry ass, you know, just, yeah, just stuck out up. there. Yeah. Double cheeked up. Right. And <laughs> that's, that's the problem is that he, you know, too many squats. Um, I thought it was a goal. I would have called it a goal, but the international community says otherwise. Yeah. I genuinely thought that like, if you're making a hockey play, which in my opinion, I think he was, then I think it's just a matter of like shit luck for the goalie. You got bumped when he was, he had all the right to do what he was doing. I can kind of see both sides of it. I personally thought it should have been a goal, though. And it should have been 3-3 with Canada going on the PK. But, like, I guess I can see it as well because he did make contact with him and it almost seemed like he was maybe going out of his way to do it. But I also don't think that it was an intentional contact that the States player made. I think it was just, like, he hit. Like, Blake hit Milich's body, which didn't impact his slide, but also, like, he may have been able to get over a bit farther to the left if he wasn't bumped. Right? It's, like, it's such a gray area with some international calls because of how soft they can call them. But I personally thought it should have been a goal. If I were a ref. But I'm just a guy in Poco talking about it on over Zoom. So, who am I? As we always are. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> who am I? But anyways, um, it stays 3-2, and then Canada basically goes on a run. Um, and the States thought they cut the deficit to one, making it 4-3, but yet again, another goalie interference call, which I think is 100% goalie interference. I think the yeah, second, the one, second was one was definitely goalie interference. That's Clear no doubt. Day. Ask any hockey fan, you know that you can't push the puck in when pushing the goalie in as well. Clear call, I knew it right away that I was getting called back. It just looks bad that there was two goalie interferences called back in the same game against the same team. Mm-hmm. But the second one was clear as day. Well, and the, and the other one, the other reason was like, oh, the ref didn't blow the whistle or whatever, which I guess, but like it is under the goalie's pad. Like you don't just shove the goalie's pad into the net. Doesn't matter if the whistle goes or not, you just can't do that. Yeah, like you just like it's just unacceptable. Yeah. So the states players were going crazy saying that it was rigged and all that. Canada's lucky. Say what you want. I totally understand that the three three goal to tie it up. It could have been a completely different game going on that point forward, being three three. Canada could have been down four three. Right? But I mean, um, it was it's just the fucking way it goes, I guess. But um, USA goes on to play Sweden in the bronze medal game, which was a shit show of a game. Mm-hmm. Ian, as a as a guy from down south, south of the border, what did you think of the states for Sweden? 
Uh, I was trying to pay attention to that while I was working and it was not easy. You, <laughs> you walk like we, so basically at our office, we have like a main TV at the front yeah. and like I go up to the front and it's like, it's like <laughs> fucking every time you left, there was another goal. Like you were gone for like five minutes and it's just another goal. And then it's like, gets to the point where it's like, Oh, we're going to overtime. Yeah. Oh, all right. This is cool. <laughs> this is fun. Um, and then the U.S. wins it, and it's just like, all right, that's, that's you take it out. You can get it. A win's a win. Yeah, I was I was watching it for a little bit, and it was so back and forth because I, I was coming home from school and I saw it on the TV at Brentwood, and oh, oh, once again, camera. um, I saw like the big screen at Brentwood, and I was like, oh, it's three one Sweden, all right, uh, or three one States. I get home and it's four it's five five and i'm like i was on the train for like 30 minutes and it's four goals have been scored okay and then i keep watching and there's a goal every fucking like minute and a half and it's seven seven going into overtime i'm like what is happening all these goals are awful that are going in these oh, goals terrible ter- terrible goals like just awful hot it was just like the goalies couldn't stop a beach ball and then the states end up winning it and it it was like kind of underwhelming because i'm like any shot probably would have gone in against these guys but you and i could have scored against these goalies 100 percent, 100 percent. it was it was unbelievable but uh, states get bronze while Sweden once again chokes at an international tournament, not meddling. What's new? Um, they've only won one gold medal in 40 years at the World Juniors. And then they have like Tough. I can't remember what the in- what, what the insane like streak was of just they undefeated. Like, they're like 58 and 0 in prelims or some shit like that. Yeah, like just ridiculous in the prelims, can't finish for whatever reason. Yeah, it's insane. Um, they always lose to like Slovakia in the quarters or some shit. And it's like, okay, I'm never going to take you guys seriously until you show me that you can play when it matters. But you think the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't clutch? You should see Team Sweden <laughs> at the World Juniors. Like, just cool. imagine how it's going to be this upcoming year now that they're hosting. Yeah. It. <laughs> yo, yo, Leafs fans are listening to this and being like on your side and then it. Ricochet shot towards Leafs fans immediately. Just unnecessarily <laughs> drop, pouring gasoline and lighting a match, and it's just like that was uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? All right? Like, come on. But um, going to the gold medal game, very anticipated one because it was a rematch from the five-two loss that Czechia gave Canada in the opening game on Boxing Day. Czechia, talk about a team that surprised everyone. But when you watch them, you can't say you were surprised that they're in the gold medal game. I don't know how much of the tournament you watched, but this team was filled with we got nothing to lose mentality. And when you mix that with some big, strong, skilled players, more often than not, you're going to get results. And that's exactly what happened. They made it to the gold medal game, giving every team um a run for their money. Yeah, a run for the money. Perfect. But, you know, when... As much as you could catch at this tournament, I don't know how much you did, but I don't know how much of Czechia you watch, but what were your opinions going into the gold medal game on how this game might go 
with your expectations Czechia uh, gave you? I, I watched the Canada-Czechia opening game, and I think I was more just surprised at how Canada looked. Like, they, Canada looked rough. Canada didn't look all quite there. And Czechia looked like they were, you know, they had chemistry. They were playing well off one another. Yeah. I can't, and I, I can't remember what the stat was, but, you know, there was something about, like, going into, like, the overtime part of it where, you know, Czechia's, like, three, def- you know, top three defensemen had, like, 20 minutes total each. Like, they just play, like, it seemed like a whole tournament game, medal game, gold medal game included, you know, they had depth. Like, they just had a lot of guys that they could just count on and they could rely on. It wasn't just a top-end, top-heavy, you know, team. It was like, hey, we have three quality defensemen. We have a really good goalie. Uh, you know, we'll get scoring somehow, somewhere. We'll find it. But they just seemed like a team that played well off one another and, you know, almost like a New York Islanders kind of like playing bigger than, mm-hmm. you know, the sum of their parts. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, Czechia was uh, very sound defensively, and then they capitalized on the chances that they got. They may mm-hmm. have only got five shots in the first period, but it wouldn't have been a surprise to me if they buried two of them, right? Like, they don't... And um, the way uh, Mike Johnson put it on the broadcast, color guy to Gord Miller, he was saying this team is doesn't need to grind out scoring chances. They're ones that will counter and capitalize on any sort of odd man rush that they get. They don't need to grind it out in the corners, tire you out, and then tip in a shot from the point. Like, no, they'll bury you when they get the chances. They're not going to take it for granted. So going into the, like having that information and going into the gold medal game, I can't lie. Like obviously I was nervous because Czechia has been on this run and Canada's shown that they can against Slovakia, five, two loss to Czechia. Like they've gotten some adversity, but they're not necessarily a favorite favorite in this game. Hayden, what were what were you kind of thinking going into the gold medal game from Canada's perspective? Fuck, from Canada's perspective, the whole time leading up to it from Wednesday night, which, by the way, can I just say, why the fuck isn't there like a two-day break? Or why didn't they play this on a weekend night? Yeah, like scheduling. Friday night, Saturday night would have been perfect. Yo, scheduling was insane. I watched the USA game again. Because they mm-hmm. recorded it and watched it at six instead of live at three thirty. Yeah. Um, I joined them the when the game was over. They're like, "All right, um, when was the game? Like Friday, Saturday?" I'm like, "No, it's tomorrow." And they're like, "Yeah, why?" And I'm like, "Right, it doesn't make any sense to me." No, it doesn't make any sense to me at all because a, it's like, I would much rather like to have been drinking a lot more yep, <laughs> and watching that game. Yeah, for sure. Because then it would have made like the nerves a little bit more easy. No, I'm kidding. It would have just made it a little bit more <laughs> entertainable, right? But like, yeah. uh, I was, I was a little like, okay, Czechia has our number. This isn't gonna be a piece of cake, you know. Yeah. This is gonna be a tough game, which obviously I thought it would. And like you said, Jev, uh, last week, where it was gonna be a tougher game than the U.S. because. Oh, fuck, like, Jackie beat us. Like, there was yeah. just a hump that Canada had to get over. Ultimately, they did. But that didn't stop the nerves from the whole game as I was uh, at Shaden's, like, uh, 
school sort of thing. And I was watching the game and then it went into overtime. And then by then I, I was allowed to go in and I started doing just like some tests on me just yeah. for, to help her practice. But I had to lay straight down on a bed so I couldn't even watch the game. So I was just like, honey, just put the game up to my ear so I can listen. And then uh, she saw the two on one breakaway and she's like, oh, oh, we're going to score. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it, uh, I just heard, uh, oh, fuck, what's the announcer on TSN? What's his Gordon name? Miller. Gordon Miller. Top 10 announcer, by the way. Oh, I yeah, love Gordon Miller. Good. I love him calling games. This is, this is when he shines, too. Like the world, oh, the world juniors. Thing. Yeah. And, and and he called the Olympics, right? When Canada. Oh, yeah. LA International yeah. is his niche. Oh, yeah. he He's top 10 commentator all time. But like, I just hear Canada scores. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't move. I'm like, fuck yes, let's go. <laughs> in the middle of the practice, like in the room, you're like, yeah. <laughs> security's walking you out with the test in your arm still <laughs> i obviously wanted to be a little bit chill and be yeah. a little bit mindful to her classmates there but even the uh the teacher uh she came in when she was just like looking over what shaden has been doing and she's yeah. like oh you're watching the game are we winning and then she heard uh she heard the goal and she comes in she's like did we just win yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah yeah we won and uh yeah no it was it, it was a it was a good thursday night but definitely would have preferred to have been friday night yeah it's just like it's so confusing because it would make more sense to play like the quarters and semis on a back to back and then the final you get a yeah, break to like, like give them a for, day rest especially for like the bronze medal game too cuz that's like the same day it's like before the gold medal game yeah. so it kind of benefits all parties in the semifinals you know, just have the if you're gonna throw it back to back, make it the quarters and semis, not semis and finals. But, um, but yeah, uh, Shane Wright, um, birthday boy, uh, he scores a beautiful highlight reel goal, um, to go up two nothing. But before that, some uh, some little r- rookie from Arizona that could have been uh, property of Vancouver, he uh, absolutely rips a one timer. Bar Dizzle, Dylan Gunther makes a one nothing. He's just on a town. I'm not going to give him all his flowers until later, but he was just, this was his tournament, man. I saw that goal, man, and I was like, holy fuck, what a snipe. And Shane Doan was on Spit and Chicklets, and he was praising Dylan Gunther's game about, like, this kid's release is unbelievable. And I was like, he was like, he just rips them with so much ease. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's trying. And those one-timers he was doing, he was he had a stick maybe at his knees. He wasn't doing the big wind-up. Just at his knees and just, just like, snapping it or just one-timing it. And it was going bar down every time. I'm like, would have been <laughs> nice to have him, but now we have OEL and Garland. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he makes it one nothing. Shane Wright scores a highlight reel to make it 2 nothing, And then Czechia starts getting momentum. I was like, Canada's playing solid. We just need we need to keep the foot on the gas because we can't it's a bad idea parking the bus up too. Cause as soon as they get one, the momentum's going. Right? Yeah. Jackie gets one. I'm like, okay. All right. 34 seconds later, they tie it up. And I'm like, this is exactly what I was afraid of. Exactly what I was afraid of. And then they get the chance with like 10 seconds left in front of the net. 
Luckily, we, Brant Clark clears it. Three on three overtime. Dylan Gunther, two on one, give and go. He scores the OT winner. And then I started thanking Jim Benning for letting him slip through our hands. <laughs> uh, but, but no, Canada wins the gold medal. Um, were you guys entertained by the gold medal game? Like, did it live up to expectations, do you think? Anytime you get down to a golden goal in the gold medal game, it always lives up to expectations. Yeah. Like, that's like winning the overtime winner on a walk-off touchdown. It's just the last person or the last one who scores wins. That's just storybook endings. I mean, my only gripe is that it's three-on-three overtime. But, like... You're not a big fan of three-on-three? Not in the final. I love the fact that it's three-on-three. There's so much more, like fast-paced scoring chances yeah honestly i don't care whether it was five on five four on four three on three i'm just happy that they it was continuous overtime until someone wins they didn't do a shootout I'm yeah just, no, I, I'm, I'm not i'm not a shootout guy not I'm, a shootout I'm guy just happy. I, I think it's like the nhl where you just make a five on five until someone scores i think that's the true you know the true champion because I, I did put in one of my group chats with some of my buddies of like Oh, Canada's won, you know, back-to-back gold and three-on-three overtime. Kind of sounds like some Mickey Mouse, you know, titles, right? <laughs> and the guys are just like, you, you suck. That's not true. And it's just like, no, nah, I don't like. You're I don't American. Think yeah, no, like I don't take it that seriously. I just think it's funny. But I mean, if there's one thing I had to change, it would be like making it five-on-five. Five. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it was a really fun game. I think it was really entertaining to watch. I honestly and, think if it was five-on-five five overtime, Canada loses. I think oh, we, yeah. I think we had an advantage at three on three because I just think we were we had more um our offense was was clicking that game. I also just think we had more of uh different line combinations with more skilled players at three yeah. on three than like five on five, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I just think they were running us down with the limited ice available. But when you give players like Zellweger, Bedard, Wright, Gunther, Wah. When you give players like that more ice, I think they're gonna hurt you more than when they're given less ice. Well, so I think I say, with that game it's it's five on five. And Bedard scored an OT winner earlier, right? Like in yeah. the uh, in the tournament. Game. Yeah, like, and I mean, poor Slovakian kids just getting undressed, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like that's the one benefit of seeing three on three is like seeing Connor Bedard just undress some poor Slovakian kid who's got to go back to British Slava and probably finish school. <laughs> but like, that's like, <laughs> like that's just like the one positive of three on three compared to having five on five. That's like it's like watching Zion Williamson highlights, and it's like imagine finishing algebra and then putting on your shoes and having to guard Zion. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, like. Class is done at three thirty. You got to face Zion at five. Like you know, that's, that's criminal. Yeah, like that's not fair. That's not yeah. cool. Yeah, because like Bedard returned to Regina and put up six points. He had like four goals and two yeah. assists. And people yeah, were like, "He's fucking insane." It's like imagine going to school and then having to play Bedard later, and he just does that shit. It's like, yeah, what do you do? 
you gotta you gotta go do your exponential functions and then try and defend Connor Bedard like three hours later. Like, no, you're not. Yeah, you're not gonna stop him. <laughs> like, no, that's just not <laughs> happening. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Whatever team gets him, whether it's Chicago, Anaheim, Arizona, Columbus, it's Vancouver. Like, yeah, Vancouver through trade. Um, because <laughs> there's no way Aquilini is gonna let us tank. Because he doesn't, he's not smart enough to do that. Um, but he's just going to be so fucking good. And he might struggle at the rookie level like all rookies do. Jack Hughes did, and now he's one of the top players in the game right now. But Dart's small. He might struggle at the start. But this kid's going to be unbelievable in second, third year in the NHL once he figures I- out the speed. I know we're going on a, a tangent here about Bedard. I was actually like kind of pleasantly surprised how physical he was. Like he was not afraid to throw around. His oh, body. he wasn't. No, and, and like I, I know, I know there's a difference between the junior level and the pro level. But like, I love the fact that he's 17 and he's not afraid to like throw a body around here and there, even in corners. Like he's not afraid to go into the corner every once in a while and just make a play. Like that's yeah. cool. No, oh, yeah, you know that's what? I feel like that's just kind of how like Canadian hockey is. Like a lot of these. A lot yeah. of these kids, a lot of these like young Canadian men, they do not give a fuck about their body at all. They'll go in and make a play as long as it's like shown on a highlight reel and it can be shown for like your first rookie highlight tape at the end of the season. Like a lot of these Canadian kids, I find they just they love making the big exciting plays. Well, it's just like they have it in them where it's like I can if I need to, but like I'm not always going to show it because I'd rather try and dangle three guys mm-hmm. on the ice. But like if he gets pissed off, at least he's showing that like I can throw and I can be aggressive if I want to. Yeah. And, he's, and, he's, and he's mixing it up too. Like he's trash talking. Like Yo, he's he... trash talking throughout the tournament too. Did you see that? I think it was like Nemeth or whatever. Someone was talking shit to Canada. And then like on that same power play, they scored. And he just immediately went up to the guy who was talking shit to the Canada bench or whatever. And was just like, hey, did you just see that we scored on you guys or some shit? <laughs> You're just yeah, talking right. to him. And the ref had to split him up. But Darry, that guy's a cocky little shit. I love him. And 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 I'm going to say this as well. Fishbowl for life. I think oh. he's got to keep the fishbowl. Fear the fishbowl. Got to keep oh, it yeah. on. Absolutely. Even at the NHL level, I don't care if he's with the Coyotes or whoever. Well, I mean, for life, baby. it would make sense for the Coyotes because they're playing in a university barn and you got to have a fishbowl on to play in the university barn, right? That's all. Only, only, only all, coyote, all, all, all Coyotes play, including Zach Cassian, all have to wear fishbowls now. <laughs> yeah. Only for home games? Yeah. Dude, that'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, that'd be amazing. But that was... um. That was Will Jr. talk. Bedard wins MVP. No surprise there. Dylan Gunther wins player of the game, scoring two goals. Absolutely. Um, Comments were filled on the TSN page of the Golden Goal. Thanks, Jim. Canucks legend. Hilarious, but just so sad at the same time. I would always tell my dad. I was like, Canucks could have had him. And he's like, I'm happy right now. Don't ruin my life. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, anytime you say that, it just makes me sad. I'm like, all right. Fair enough. But um, let's quickly rip through these um, NHL topics. Um, Canucks go one and two on the week. Stellar comeback win against the Avalanche. Kuzmenko put home two. Very funny. Um, Filipino 
friend of mine at Leo's doesn't know much about hockey, but he was adamant the Canucks were going to win against Colorado. He was like, who do you think scoring for the Canucks? Me and Ty both said Kuzmenko, Bucket, and he scored the first goal. So got him like $35. So pretty unreal payout, but... Hey, hey, FanDuel, call this guy here. Call call, call Jevin. <laughs> one and 17 record on the season, baby. <laughs> you got a go. one. You got yeah. a one. Notice how I haven't talked about my losses, but I've talked about, no. But uh, Canucks stellar effort against Colorado, calling Delia for Vesna. <laughs> vote him into the All-Star game. They have the fan vote for a reason. And he gets rewarded with a 4-2 win over Colorado and then gets pumped by the Jets 7-4. Uh, Kyle Connor continues to have Vancouver's number. He had a hat trick. Um, Horvat sniped a 29th, but I want to talk about the Islanders game. They looked absolutely pathetic. Um, Horvat carried in that game as well. But Ian, what have your thoughts been about the Vancouver Canucks lately? There's been a ton of drama saying that the locker room morale has been down. JT Miller has been kind of being a prick lately there's that whole Colin D'Elia situation where he was telling him to get the fuck off the ice and that was funny that was that was funny I'm not gonna lie that was that was that was bad but it was funny I did laugh at that I'm like well that's 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 cool that's Colin D'Elia wasn't listening to him JT Miller basically spazzed out I think Vancouver is in the worst spot they've been in since their cup run they aren't as bad but I just think everything surrounding the team has been in the shittiest spot it has been for a while. Um, but what have been your thoughts on the Vancouver Canucks lately, especially this past week? I've been okay, so I've been saying this for a while. Nothing really matters with the Canucks until they change owners. Yeah. I actually here's the thing. Their their defense like I'm not trying to like convince convince you guys that like they're good, but like their defense is awful, and if their defense was even just a little bit better, like they could be a playoff team. My yo, it's funny that you say that because my friend at school today literally said if they had league average defense, they'd be in a playoff spot right now. Totally, and I'm and like, like, yes, hundred percent. And and I'm not saying like, I mean, I kind of am saying that they should go get some demon because I think it'd be funny. Just like the like everybody wants them to tank. It's like no, actually, we're gonna throw draft picks for uh, whoever this year's Travis Hamanuk is. But Matt like Dumba. Yeah, there we go. Matt Dumba. <laughs> but like part of it is just like, okay, you have Quinn Hughes. I don't know any other decent defenseman on that team outside of Quinn Hughes. What do you mean? We gave him a first round pick for Oliver Ekman Larson. He has to be good, right? <laughs> You're not hearing it from me. Um, by the way, I this is also me who like roots for the Red Wings and we signed Ben Sherratt to a multi-year deal. Multi-year deal. Um, yeah, but there's only one of Ben Sherratt. We have like five Ben Sherratts on our team. But so, like, point is, defense not good. Bottom six, yeah. But like, you can you can convince me like if they add like two more decent defensemen, another solid bottom six guy, like they're they're a playoff team. And we could have done that if we didn't trade for OEL and Garland because we would have well, had twelve but, but, million dollars but, but, in cap space. But but here's the thing too is that I think there's enough dumb GMs out there that will trade for OEL and Tyler Myers right now. Like I think there's enough like I think there's enough stupid GMs out there 
who if you can if you're smart enough you can convince them to take on OEL and and Tyler Myers. Yeah. No, yeah, maybe. I, I think I think the, I think you can do that if you want to go in that direction. Uh, those maybe are even just off season moves. But like, here's the thing: I don't think if you're the Canucks, the only guys who are untouchable: PD, Hughes, Horvat, Demko. No, I think Horvat's gone. No, no you can't. Gone. No, you can't. You yes, guys, yes, guys, you dude, he's to. already he's no, already you get, rid of, you get rid of JT. You get rid of JT. You can't. You can't. Yeah, you can. There'll be there's no, enough you dumb GMs. There's enough dumb GMs who will take that. I promise you, there is a dumb GM who will take JT Miller for for uh, who. There's a dumb GM. I don't know which uh, one is a dumb GM. Ottawa. Ian, Ian the what? only dumb GM that's taken it. Is no. our GM? <laughs> no, like, no, Hayden. No one's Hayden, taking I, a thirty-year-old who's getting his his eight-year contract extension at the age of thirty-one. There's Hayden, no I, one doing that. Hayden, yeah. I promise you, there are enough dumb GMs out there. If Somebody someone do does this, Ian, if someone trades for JT Miller in the next two years, that oh, isn't yeah. for that isn't for a fucking like haul, an absolute like just terrible haul. Then I will give you fifty fucking dollars out of Perfect. my bank account. Because JT JT Miller will be traded in the next two years. Okay, traded. Yeah, if he's cut, that's that's a different story. Totally different. Totally, cut. he's not getting bought out. He's not getting cut. He's gonna get traded in the next two years. And you you can keep Horvat because you can you can't you cannot get rid of Horvat when he's They're, the captain of your to. team. Well, and he's, they and don't he's, have room. They don't have cap space. You can make it. You they figure they can figure it if out. If that's the case, then they're cutting. They have to cut Besser. Or trade Besser. Sure. Cut Ekman Larson. Now, look, yeah. Ian. I want what you're talking about. I didn't want us to re-sign Miller. We should have traded him at the deadline last year. Not the offseason, the deadline. We should have sure. traded him at the deadline. We shouldn't have signed Besser, in my opinion. We should have traded him as well. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Besser's contract because I just don't think I think he needs a change of scenery. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to reach the peak of his career on Vancouver. As much as it sucks, and I want him, he's never, he's not going to get it back to his rookie year on Vancouver. Yeah. He, he, to, he, definitely, he definitely needs a change of scenery. Like, he, he, he definitely needs a change of scenery. If he goes to a place like Detroit, Buffalo, even Pittsburgh going to run somewhere, I think if he's surrounded by like playmakers and just a change of scenery, I think he might be able to hit the 30 goal plateau, but he won't be doing it on Vancouver. Besser could go to Florida tomorrow and I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. I could totally that, that that totally checks out. I, I think he could fit in everywhere. I just don't think Vancouver's it anymore. But yeah. I personally think Horvat is gone. He's he's rejected our last offer. I don't even think it's the money anymore i think it's the team i don't think he wants to be here anymore because he probably sees he he's already come out and said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild so he probably sees where the canucks are and he's like this seems nowhere fucking close to competing why am i going to waste five more years of my career here when they're not even close to making a run send me to a team like colorado or I'm fine. Like someone that's like I think, up I think, and coming I think, a bit more, and I, I think, so they can like so that he can have a chance to win. 
I think Friedman threw out like him to Seattle, which like yeah. I don't see I don't see that happening unless they, he signed with Seattle because there's no way you're trading Bo Horvat to your arguably biggest rival. rival. Yeah, I don't no. see that happening. But like, I, I here's the thing: the team is such a PR nightmare and disaster. I feel like the one good grace or one positive thing you can do is re-sign your captain who's having a career year and have. 100%. And I don't like. I don't know how you make it work. You have to get rid of Miller. You probably have to get rid of Eklund Larson and 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 Myers and all so those much guys. Easier said than done, though. I know, I know. But leave me. If, if, but that's like the you know, if you could do the right thing, I think that's the right thing is re-signing your captain who's having a career year, who, I, for all intents and purposes, seems like a nicer dude and doesn't seem to cause the shit that JT Miller seems like sounds like he's causing and and just being an ass. No, I agree. Like, I think the dressing room was literally like, why the fuck did we sign JT Miller and not Horvat? I think as soon as they signed Horvat or they signed Miller, everyone knew in Vancouver that Horvat was gone. Horvat knew. Miller knew. Everyone else in the locker room knew. They were like, I guess it's just a matter of, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, when Horvat yeah. is gone. And it sucks. I want Horvat to stay. Miller's contract should be in the hands of Horvat. Miller shouldn't be on the team anymore. It's just Rutherford and Alvin came in to make this team better, and they've only they've made it far fucking worse. And it sucks because Horvat deserves it, and he's literally playing like his contract's up. He's at twenty nine goals right now. He's going to hit 30 before the all-star break. It's like weird that a player steps up when he needs to, to make the most money possible. And, but, um, but yeah, I just think Miller's brought so much. Cancer is too much, too big of a word, but like he's bringing a lot of drama to this dressing room that wasn't there when he signed that contract. So my my point is, if you, you you need to do whatever good graces you can do because the Canucks don't seem to have a lot of good graces right now, and it sure sounds like everybody is pissed off at them and not happy. That seems like a thing you can do is just resign your captain, keep your captain. I I don't like I don't know if it's three years, I don't know if it's five years, you know, eight years to bring down the cap. I don't know, but point is, I <clears> think <throat> if you're an NHL GM, if you're Alvin and Rutherford you can make the space. Even if you have to eat up a little bit of money to keep Bo Horvat, I, I think that's not a bad bet. And I think there's enough dumb GMs out there who will do shit like trade, you know, whatever. Even if it's just a draft pick. Like, you just don't want that cap hit. Even if, like, whatever. You just don't want that cap hit. And you don't want, you don't want that guy around. It's your, yeah. It just sounds like you don't want that guy around. It sounds like that guy is just a bit of an ass and you just don't want him in your locker room anymore. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it a little bit, Ian. And the only way that they're going to be able to trade JT Miller is if they take probably about 60 to 75% of the contract throughout his like first four or five years. Because there's there's no there's no way like that that's just gonna happen. Like he's he's not playing good right now. He's shown to be a locker room nonsense nightmare yeah he's an absolute nightmare like 
All the money is wrapped up in bad places for Vancouver, and the only way that they can get rid of them is for literal peanuts. Yeah, because we attach assets to them. Yeah, because no one's going to want Besser for probably even a third with that contract. No one's going to want Miller for a third with that contract. Like, no one's going to want anyone on the Canucks because of how bad the money is tied with them. Unless it's unless they literally are like, oh, like what whatever the equivalent is to like a seventh round pick in the NFL to the NHL, they're going to be like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, okay then <laughs> but like a seventh round in the nhl i know is just extremely more like yeah not as valuable as a seventh mm-hmm. round in the nfl right like it, it's yeah as as a canuck like gm to sign bo horvat it's literally just going to take wasting a hundred not a hundred million but like yeah 30 million there's money here, <laughs> one the year of no one playing for you here's the thing there's money to do it you can do it it's possible and i think that would get you in better you know but okay. not to, not not to say that i think that alvin or rutherford are, are at stake of losing their job but if you're trying to get some good pr if you're trying to get people to like actually talk favorably about you you find a way to keep your cap. You're right, but okay, let's say they get rid of Miller and Besser and other pieces. Horvat said he doesn't want to go through a rebuild. That's exactly what a fucking rebuild is. Yeah. He's not staying. Like there's no way Horvat stays. Horvat can be traded max value at the deadline. I think it's smart for him to leave too because absolutely we've shown but... to have opportunity to make good decisions and we fucked up every single one because like you said this team's going nowhere until we change owners, and it doesn't seem like Aquilini is selling the team anytime soon. But Jevin, who's going to play the bumper spot on the power play? <laughs> Sheldon Dries, baby. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean, hey, I, it's, it's Dries' credit. He's been doing decent in his role, but, <sighs> um, but no, like, um, I just, I think, I think Horvat, um, goes to, was the Boston. Or New Jersey. I was thinking uh, New Jersey. Boston or New Jersey. I think those would be good spots for him. Um, but or maybe even hell, maybe even the Islanders. Um, they could use some scoring and Horvat's a two years in a row hitting 30. So but I think Horvat's gone and maybe he resigns in the offseason. But I think for this year he wants to go to contender and try and win because he's probably sick and tired of being and the closest thing they've gotten to the finals is the Western Conference semifinals in the bubble. So, <laughs> but um, again, but again, none of this matters until they change owners. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Let's talk about the All Stars. Um, the All Star rosters were announced with three spots available to each division um, for fan votes. But there were some snubs. There were some players left off. But with that rule of every team needing at least one representation, it restricts um, some players from going off. So I'll read through the list. Um, We'll go each team, and then we'll kind of go over who we think should be the fan votes in. It's one forward defenseman and goalie from each division that will be fan voted in. So we'll kind of each give our opinions on who we maybe think should deserve those spots. And we'll just go team by team. So we'll start with the Atlantic. 
Uh, Linus Olmark, no surprise, was voted in. Tage Thompson of Buffalo. Dylan Larkin of Detroit. Matthew Kachuk of Florida. Nick Suzuki from Montreal. Brady Kachuk for Ottawa. Nikita Kucherov for Tampa. And Mitch Marner for Toronto. Three available spots. One forward, one defenseman, one goalie. We'll first talk about the ones selected in. Hayden, I'll start with you. What was your opinion on um, the players voted in? Do you think there are any immediate snubs, or do you think they did pretty good with what they were given? I mean, considering like how many All-Stars there is in this division, it's so tough. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you, could find, you could find someone on every team, two people on every team at least, to be deserved of going into the All-Star game. Yeah. This is a tough time of year because no one's going to be happy with these. No. Who's chosen. No, exactly. But I mean, the biggest one uh, to me, I guess, is, uh, but it's not even like a surprise because like Allmark's playing like a fucking god, but Pasternak. Yeah. Like he's, de- Pasternak's definitely getting voted in. There's I, there's no way around it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just tough because depends fan base. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Matthews is voted in and Pasternak doesn't make the All Star team. But you can vote in three people in each division, right? Yeah, but it's it's one forward, one defenseman, oh, and one goalie. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So like, Toronto's uh, fan base is so big. Like I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Matthews is voted in. Yeah, and that, like that, that doesn't surprise me because like Nylander going in. I mean, I probably well, would have put Matthews in over Nylander, but I mean, it was Marner that went in. Oh, sorry, it was Marner, right? Yeah, not not Matthews. Fuck well, me. Like, but I mean, like Nylander's having a great year too, and I don't think he's going to be representing the Atlantic in the All Star game. But like, yeah, you know, what are your thoughts on the roster that was chosen? I mean, I personally would have gone past Like, I know you guys talked about Olmark not that long ago, and like. He's been a pretty fucking good goalie for the Bruins this year. Like he's part of the reason why the Bruins are doing so well. Um, you know, Paige Thompson is just insane. You can't not vote in Paige no, Thompson. You can't not have him. No. He's so good this year. It's yeah. Um, I mean, the problem is that when you get to guys like Larkin, okay, like you have to have a red wing, like Larkin, sure, okay. Brady Kachuk, sure, okay, like I guess. But, like, really, if we're being fair, like, Pasternak and, and Nylander and Matthews are more deserving All-Stars than those guys. But it's just the way it is. Yeah. That's why it's such a tough rule because it's like it's nice to have every team represented, but Pasternak oh, sure. deserves a spot over Suzuki. Yeah. Like, he and, and I mean, out of the week. Yeah, like it, it just it is what it is. And I mean, even like for somebody like Kucherov, like who's had a you know pretty good year, Tampa Bay is just fine like finally getting on their role too, right? Like Stamkos has done great this year as well. Like Brady yeah. Points having a comeback year again. Like yeah, it's it's always tough. But who did you guys have as the three fan votes that obviously maybe I guess what are your who do you think deserves to be the three guys voted in? I'll say. Ian, you want to go first? Yeah, because I'm I'm probably gonna say Pasternak. <sighs> Goaltending is weird, but I I, I probably will, would go with Bassey. 
like he's probably out of all the guys, he's probably the most qualified to be the goalie. And even like defense wise, might take Victor Hedman, but even like even like Owen Power, like Owen Power, like has had a, a really solid year for Buffalo that people aren't talking about because nobody watches the Sabres and the only person relevant on the Sabres is Tage Thompson. So like even Owen Power, like like uh, yeah, you're I, you're missing a name that's been playing really good this year. I think the silver tips have got you by the nuts right now because you're missing Rasmus Dalin, man. He's been having Norris caliber year. Dalian too, like like I like 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 Dalian as well, but like I I really like Owen Power because he's the young guy that you know mm-hmm. fan vote that the people will probably vote for. Like I don't know about you guys with the whole fan voting thing, but it seems like people the fans are either going to vote for like the star or like the guy who was drafted within like the last two or three years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably who's going to be fan voted. Or if girls uh, vote, they're probably going to vote like who's the hottest or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. That. But like that's that's just how like voting is, right? Like a lot of the younger generation is going to vote, where a lot of like the the mid to older generation who actually has been watching these teams for multiple years are like, how oh, the fuck do you do this? You know, like or it's just going to be like meme votes where it's like, all right, let's get Ivan Barbashev in the All Star game. It's like, no, yeah, exactly. I'll not like, do it's that. Not, like, it's not going to be I, fun. The at only all. one hey, but, that but, like was okay was John Scott. Like that's hey, the only but, respectable one. But Jake Wallman did the gritty guys. Like, how are we not going to put in Jake <laughs> See, Wallman? Exactly. Like, I bet, I bet you anything. Like, he'll get in before someone actually relevant gets in because of the younger probably. generation and just yeah. trolling. There's going to yeah, be probably. one where it's like people are like, I can't believe this guy wasn't voted in. Kelly uh, exactly. yeah, Yarncroke, I... what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> but um, my three is Pasternak, Dalene, and I put Vili Huso down, but. Um, just because I think with the expectations with Detroit, I think Huso's done very well with, um, people thought the signing was kind of bad, but, um, gone to Detroit. Detroit. Detroit's goaltending has kind of been weird. Like Nadelkovic, like he's been on a conditioning stint in the A, which like, but I mean, I don't want to be that guy either, but it's like the goaltending has been better than the stat show. Like the goaltending's just been better than the stat show. Like that's yeah. like that, and that includes Huso, who like, yeah, I you could make that argument. I I I wouldn't be opposed to it, but everybody else is just like ah, you know, and the goaltending on Red Wings is why they lose. It's like no, it isn't. The team's just not that good. Yeah, Hayden, who are the three guys you got? Um, mine, I have goal at goalie. Uh, I don't know how this this was. Obviously, it's just Durkin, big name, but Sororkin. <laughs> Sororkin, uh, wrong division. Is the Metro? Oh fuck! It is the Metro. God damn it! We're talking about. Ah! I know we're talking about the Atlantic. Okay, yeah. Obviously, sorry guys, my bad. Uh, yeah, Pasternak was mine. Um, for the forward, obviously, and then I did kind of have Headman. Uh, with with Ian there, because I feel like that's just like the obvious choice. It's like picking apples out of a tree. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, and then for goalie in the Atlantic, I honestly like. I know, I know, you said like bring this in, but I think like they kind of got it right with the Atlantic. 
why don't you just That's... why don't they just bring in Jeremy Swayman and bring both Bruins goalies? Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, because yeah, they've been both playing pretty fucking much lights out, you know? Yeah. So. Um all right, we'll go with Metro. Um we got Shesterkin at goalie from New York. We got Shveshnikov from Carolina, Johnny Goudreau from Columbus, Jack Hughes from New Jersey, Brock Nelson, the Islanders, Kevin Hayes, Philadelphia. Um, Sidney Crosby from Pittsburgh and Ovechkin from Washington. Um, any thoughts on those boys? I love it how uh, Ovechkin and Crosby are just always right ins. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. uh, my takeaway from this group was that if Brock Nelson could be an all star, you can do anything. <laughs> he has had a good year, shout out to him, but uh, no, yeah, it's. It's there's there's a lot of first timers in this All Star game. Mm-hmm. It's a weird group. I have no idea what to make of this group. Yeah, same here. But uh, for the three guys, I think that will be voted in. I was having a tough time balancing between these two names, but I got Martin Nakash from Carolina or Mika Zibanejad from New York. I think those are the two only forwards, in my opinion, that are like deserving of an all-star nod that aren't in the metro right now um you could maybe say malkin but he's been kind of inconsistent this year and then i have adam fox from the rangers i think he'll be the defenseman that's voted in um he's been having a a solid year like he always has in the nhl and then hayden i got Ilya sorokin as the goalie for the metro that he voted in because I don't he's know just why I fucked up so bad. No, I, I don't know why I fucked up so bad. I knew we were talking about the Atlantic, but I'm looking at my notes right now, and Sorokin was right there in the Atlantic, so that's totally fucking my bad there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I think Sorokin will be the Metro goalie voted in. But, um, Hayden, what about you? Uh, basically, you, you almost took like the words right out of my mouth because Adam Fox was my switch out with uh Shusterkin. So put well, in these are just like adding to the roster, not switching anyone out. Well, um, I think personally, like I think that could have happened though, because Shusterkin hasn't been playing the best. But yeah, I definitely think Adam Fox will get in as the defenseman. Yeah. And then I definitely think you gotta put Sorokin in as the goalie because he's just been playing lights out. Absolutely I, lights out. I was sub- yeah, I was surprised that like Sorokin wasn't the nod right away right? for the Metro. I think he's been having a better year than Shesterkin. But and then I looked up like just some names and like, you know, other lists of like who who was snubbed and whatnot. And uh Kevin Hayes for the Flyers was selected. And I was like kind of looking over the stats and tell me why Travis uh Konechny, is that how you say his last name? Good, good job. Nice job. Good pronunciation. Oh my god, let's go. How was Konechny not uh, ahead of him? And then I saw a funny quote from uh, Torts, and it's, I don't give a shit <laughs> why he uh, wasn't selected over. So, I mean, like I on, mean, a, on a bad team in Philly, you kind of just go with the leading scorer, which is Hayes. Um, and <sighs> he would have had a bigger lead probably if Torts didn't scratch him for some reason. Um, but I mean, looking at this right now, obviously it might be late. It's like Hayes has ten goals and thirty-five points, where Kekney or Konechny has twenty goals and forty points. 
and he's played in five fewer games. At least that's what I'm reading right now off of the Toronto Sun. So I could be I could be like fucking up pretty bad, but that's just what I've seen. Yeah, I haven't really followed much of and um, I could understand why. Flyers. It's Philadelphia. <laughs> they're not the they're not the lights out uh team that uh they once were. But yeah, um Yeah. I I, I, I was gonna say if I work for the Silver Tips, I would say Carter Hart deserves to be on it, but Carter Hart kind of has given up uh, kind of some ugly goals this season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the Flyers. Um my three, I would go. I would go Sorokin and Fox. Those would be my goalie and D. It's pretty chalk, I know. Um, I kind of want to see Matt Barzell. I think he'll be the third. Like he'll be the forward. <laughs> Georgia but would like, agree with you. Yeah. Well, like, but like, <laughs> I, I was watching the Islanders play the Oilers the other night, and I don't know if you saw like Barzell's rip past Campbell, like. Yeah. Ah, oh, that dude is so good. I don't know how you can't get yeah. him to the All-Star game. But that would be hilarious if like three Islanders are at the All-Star game and there's one devil. I think that'd be <laughs> really funny if that if that was to happen. For how good the devils have been this year, that would be a laugh out totally, loud funny. Totally. Like Jesper Bratt. You can make an argument for Jesper Bratt too. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're got three Islanders going to the All-Star game and one devil, because this is the NHL and that's how this works. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, the central UC Soros for Nashville as goalie got Clayton Keller for Arizona, Seth Jones for Chicago, Kale McCarr for Colorado, Jason Robertson for Dallas, Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota, Vladimir Tarasenko for St. Louis and Josh Morrissey for Winnipeg. Um, I think this one probably had the most questionable picks out of all of them. Um, starting (laughs) with Tarasenko, I think he's been one of the most inconsistent He's been probably the third or fourth best player on St. Louis. Um, I don't know why he's there. He's been injured a bunch of times this year. He's been yeah, so like inconsistent. Like, yeah, I think Kyrou's been way better. He, They both had very slow starts, and Kyrou has been far better as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was snubbed. Even, like, I would give it to Robert Thomas before I gave it to Tarasenko. Like, I just don't think Tarasenko has been all that special, special this year. Um, I'm surprised like Kyle Connor maybe didn't make it on there right away, but Morrissey's also been playing. He's been one of the more underrated stars this year, so I do think he does deserve it. Chicago, you can't really, they don't really have an all-star, so I don't really care who they pick because none of it really matters. <laughs> like maybe Max Domi or Patrick Kane. Like, I'm surprised they didn't just go chalk with Kane or something. Yeah, like that. right. Like how is Kane not on the Crosby and Ovechkin level yeah. there? I mean, like, David. Kane hasn't been that great this year, but no, no he one has Chicago it. has. He has David. but, like, come on, man. Like, it's Patrick fucking Kane, yeah. you know? It's a legacy. It's, it's a legacy pick. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. But um, but it, w- it would be hilarious if Max Domi got that nomination over Seth Jones. That would be hilarious. Yeah. But uh, for my three, uh, I got Miko Rantanen for Colorado. Um, I got Mira Heiskanen from Dallas as the defenseman. And I got Jake Ottinger as the goalie being voted in. Um, I think those are. I think they've both had really good years. Rantanen has done his part with some of the injuries Colorado's gone through, and Val Nichushkin and McKinnon. 
and he's done his part to kind of keep the team afloat. He's had a really good year this year. But there's a few forwards you could pick. Um, I don't know if you guys went in a different direction, but Ian, I'll start with you. Who are the forward defensemen and goalie you have getting voted in? Uh, I'll start with goalie. I'll start with goalie because you and I had the same goalie pick. I think you go with Ottinger. Like the stars are really good. Holy, yeah. like the stars are really good with 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 Ottinger uh, behind the pipes. Um, between the pipes, whatever the term is. Um, forward. I I I did want to go with Connor. Like I do want to get the Winnipeg. Like because it was either Hellebuck for you know for goalie, but like. <laughs> Yeah, but the Winnipeg and Dallas like mix up. Like, like I could have yeah. gone either way. I wanted to go with Connor because I do want to recognize the Jets because the Jets surprisingly are doing well. And <sighs> defense was actually like a little bit tricky. Yeah, it was but, tough. But I like chaos, so I went J- Jacob Chickren. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Ian's villain arc starts. I like chaos. I want to see stuff unfold. I want to see this guy's. Trade value just rise with the all star game. I want I think that would be like <laughs> a, an underrated subplot is if people just vote Chikrin. Oh, yeah. And just, just A, we get another coyote, which the coyotes definitely don't deserve another all star either. And two, it's just Jacob Chikrin trade talk and dude scores a goal. And that means he's now worth like two first round picks. Coyotes have more all stars than the devils. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we need to get going. Devil's best season since they went to the cup final and they have less all-stars than <laughs> the same amount of all-stars as the Blackhawks. Same amount of all-stars as the Blackhawks, less than the Coyotes and Red Wings. Oh, that'd be Jesus. the best. Um, Hayden, who do you have as the forward um defenseman and goalie from for the central? Uh the forward. Uh, I have Jordan Cairo. I think I think he's yep. been arguably playing pretty good. And then I kind of went chalk with goalie with Ian, uh, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, he's been doing he's, really good this year. He's like the only reason like Winnipeg is <laughs> where it's at right now. Yeah, yeah. Like looking, like just looking in fantasy, looking at like Kiana's team, and it's like at a time Hellebuck was like eighth for points, like back in a while ago i was like this is unreal a goalie is eighth in points yeah centrals has no joke for goalies like nashville soros keller of i i don't even know how to pronounce his name but he's the left (laughs) lefty catches right how do you pronounce vel vel velmaneka or something like that vegmelka vegmelka he's been good this year i don't know that's right either i'm gonna say i have no idea if that's right we're going with it um (laughs) him we got Ottinger. Camper's done good this year. It's it's been a Central's had their way with goalies this year. But um, Hayden, who's your uh, defenseman, defenseman? Roman Yossi. Yeah. Just based off looks alone, you'll probably get voted in with Barzell. <laughs> Man, Rockets piss me off. But yeah, I can't all... compete. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> Um, Pacific, we got Logan Thompson, Ian's uh Calder pick from the beginning of the year. It's looking to be pretty juicy. Um, for Vegas, you got Troy Terry from Anaheim, Nazem Kadri from Calgary, Connor McDavid from Edmonton, kind of a 
Uh, snub what there. a shocker. Yeah. Kevin Fiala <laughs> from LA. EK65. Eric Carlson for San Jose. Maddie Beniers um, from that Kraken Kool-Aid that Ian's been sipping on this season. And Elias Petersson from Vancouver. Um, Pacific, it's hard to find a snub since this has been the worst fucking division in the <laughs> NHL this year. It's hard to find a snub. Um, but Vegas, you can kind of go a couple different directions here with all-stars. Like I think Eichel's worthy of a pick. Thompson's worthy of a pick. Petrangelo's worthy of a pick. Marsha so was worthy of a pick until he got hurt. Like you can go, Mark Stone is doing good this year. Um, Anaheim, it's, they are terrible. Calgary has been underperforming. So I think it's hard to really pick an all-star Edmonton McDavid. You're not going to pick dry over McDavid, but like yeah, dry worthy of a pick. Um, <laughs> San Jose, this like Eric Carlson's the only worthy person that's having a rel. Like one of the best players in the league this year is the only like good player on uh, San Jose. I don't know that I could name three players on the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle has honestly had a really good year, and you could probably go a bunch of different directions. Like I think they're all like relatively on the same level, but like a good level. Like Burakovsky, McCann, Beniers, like they they've all been playing good. Vancouver could have gone Pedersen or Horvat. That's really it, though. No one else has really had. Maybe Kuzmenko, um, JT Miller. I just think with all the drama surrounding him, no one's gonna fucking pick him. But uh, Hayden, I'll start with you this time. Uh, who yes, are the sir. Th- who are the three guys that um you have getting voted in forward, defenseman, and goalie? Man, it's so tough. It, forward, like I really wanted to say Horvat, but it's gonna be Drysaddle. Yeah. It's I'm, it's going to be dry side. You can't not have the second leading point getter no. in the NHL. Like no, you can't. And yeah. they fucked up with Vancouver by putting Pedersen in, even though Pedersen is playing amazingly. But it's like Horvat is uh, obviously the leading goal scorer yeah. at like twenty nine, right, or twenty eight, twenty nine. So it's definitely going to be dry sidle, unfortunately. But you know what? I am going to give the nod to Vancouver. Uh, in the defenseman market, give me Quinn Hughes. And defenseman, it's like you said, it's it's fucking or a uh, goaltender. It's it's fucking tough. Yeah, to it's hard find. to find a second good goalie in the Pacific Division. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it is like, fuck, man, give it to Colin, Skinner. Colin Dalia, baby, let I, it ride. I I say give it to Skinner, man. Skinner has a has a pretty decent win loss percentage. Although that's just a lot of Edmonton scoring, but like he makes some big saves in some big time moments. Yeah. And I honestly just can't care to think of like any, maybe like one of the goalies on Vegas. You could probably give it to them because the Vegas is like the top in the Pacific. So that could probably be where you go. But Skinner, like Skinner looks good. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, I got Dreisaitl. I think I was a lock. I got Rasmus Anderson from Calgary. Um, I think he's been having a pretty underappreciated year. I don't really know if it's all-star worthy year, but he's been pretty solid for an underperforming Calgary team. Everyone thought Uyghur would be the best defenseman on that team, but it's been Rasmus Anderson this year. And then I got Martin Jones from Seattle. He has 18 wins on the year. He's been... 
he's been really solid when everyone thought Grubauer was going to be the guy after that unreal, that Vesna caliber year he had in Colorado. Everyone thought Grubauer was going to be the guy. They brought Martin Jones in, and he's been far better when healthy. Um, so I got Martin Jones taking a uh, uh, second goalie spot. But, Ian, who do you got to finish off this all-star conversation? If you couldn't tell by my rant earlier, I have Bo Horvat as the forward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over Leon Dreisaitl. Uh I went with uh, <laughs> I went with Pete, uh, Petrangelo at the, and I also went with Martin Jones because, like, I think like obviously Beniers had a really good year, but you have to also like Jevin. You threw out a few names: Burakovsky, McCann, but Martin Jones has like been a really big part in yeah. making the Seattle Kraken. I don't know about a, a cup contender, but like they'll make the playoffs. He's helped. And, he's he's helped guide them to the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a team where it's like no one's going to walk over them. Like they're going to give any team a tough series. So well, and I don't and I don't know if like anybody really knows what the Kraken are. Like people know that the Kraken are winning, but like they don't really know who the Kraken are. Yeah. And if you if you have, I know it's a cliche, but if you have a really good goalie, if you have a if you have two really good goalies. Seattle's looking really solid and and kudos to Martin Jones kind of like you say he's he's really fallen off like the last couple of years like since he got injured in San Jose and hopefully now Seattle's like a, a you know a resurgent place where he can be that maybe not 1A but 1B yeah no I agree um let me just bang out a couple more notes here and then we'll get talking to some football um Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson returned uh made their season debut against Columbus. Um, They each recorded a shot on goal with Backstrom adding a block. Obviously, with how long they've been out, they're going to need a couple games to get back to game speed and stuff like that. But with Washington, the position they are is basically like adding a deadline player um, or deadline players in Wilson and Backstrom. This team should only go up from here with the contributions they've gotten from Strom and Sheary and even on the back end. Um, I think adding guys like Wilson and Backstrom is just going to enhance um, their level of play. UC Saros made history. Um, he set a Preds record with 64 saves in a regulation win over the Hurricanes. 64 saves. That's a that's number two games worth. Yeah, that's that's a lot of saves. And I have, I have him in fantasy, and I was a solid 35 fantasy points. So shout out to you, UC. Um, Shortly after, me and Hayden were praising the play of Jake DeBrusque. He was placed on injured reserve um, with a hand injury and a broken fibula. Um, It must have been just a minor fracture because his timeline is only four weeks on the IR. So it feels like it should be longer, but it seems that he'll only be out about a month. But with how good Jake DeBrusque has been playing, um, it kind of sucks to see him go out. He really scored two goals on a broken lead, broken leg and said, I, I'm heading out. Um, but all the best to him. Mitch Marner reaches 500 career points. Literally feels like he got drafted like two years ago, but 500 points. Like Seeing them reach that point, it's like, wow. I, it feels like they haven't, they shouldn't be at that point already, but it is. So... Um, shout out to them. Pacioretty also returned from injury. Um, second game back, he got two goals against Columbus. Um, Pacioretty. Columbus is terrible. 
Oh, Columbus <laughs> is so bad. But um, they're just <laughs> allowing – they're just getting set up for, like, big players to return and just absolutely torch them. Lucky enough, um, they weren't victims of that from Backstrom and Wilson. But, again, Carolina, they're, what, second in the league overall. They're just an absolute wagon. And then they just get to throw Patrietti into their lineup. So that's another deadline piece that one less thing that they have to worry about trading for. They get to just throw in a 30 to 40 goal score in their lineup with ease. It's like, all right, I guess we'll throw this scrub back down to the A. But um, yeah, Jimmy VC signs a two-year 800K average with New York. Not much, but the only other note is like I have Tage Thompson. He just keeps pouring it on. I mean, we pumped his tires earlier this episode, but is it like he had that unreal year, signed that contract, and then people were like, was it too early? It's clearly showing that he just seems to be good at hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about Tage just deciding to be good? I think Buffalo won the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Is that what we're saying? Like, I mean, like... I I have never seen a dude have this kind of takeoff like this this like in two year stretch never yeah. gone from like fourth liner to like was he is he is he third in points he's third up or fourth there. in league yeah third, third or fourth in a league in points on Buffalo on the yeah. Sabers that's unreal and kudos to him you know just destroying the haters left right and center yeah. No, he's been he's been absolutely unreal. But we've been talking about hockey long enough. Hayden, why don't you uh, run us through this past weekend in football? Ooh. All right, boys. Uh, actually, the season's over. It's uh, time for drafting season, as Jeff and I know. Uh, no, Ian, no, goodbye. no, no, that's <laughs> no. You guys brought me on for a reason. Come uh, on. Now. Yeah, no, there is a reason. It's to tell you to fuck off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hey, and we will not be talking about Seattle, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's actually should six, I just mute myself now? Is, is, is that what I should? I just mute myself now from this? Yeah, there's actually well, only you're at it, Can you turn your camera off as well? Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but for real, uh, the playoffs of the NFL are now set. Boys, I'm depressed, man. 18 weeks <laughs> went by so fucking fast. <laughs> Like it feels know, like it, it feels like yesterday, Jeb. Like we were up camping, and I was like, "Dude, I gotta go get my draft ready." And then I just totally fucked up the time. Yeah, and it feels like Scott Hansen, like two seconds just ago, say, was starting off. First, yeah, yeah, first time and many more to come. Saying seven hours of commercial free football, and then now it's like, we'll see you in September. I'm like, wow, that's nine months away. Yeah, like fuck sake, I gotta go through. <laughs> Summer? Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it was a great season. Uh obviously a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh surprises, Ian. A lot of uh declines me. Uh it just happens. And yeah. I am appreciative of being an NFL fan every day, although sometimes I think it's rigged. I think we can all agree that sometimes it's rigged. Uh we've definitely had calls. All of us have uh had calls gone not our way but we strive through we cheer for the teams we cheer for because trust me 
next year it's it's all of our years somehow some yeah. way okay we'll all, we will all play each other in the super bowl exactly my, there's a three-way play okay my my it. team hadn't even been eliminated yet and i'm just saying wait till next year guys like <laughs> ian you think you thought you were literally gonna win four games this year okay shut the fuck up i told I you we win seven i told you on our previews that you would bullshit seven you said i think we're gonna win five probably yeah that sounds about right no they're gonna play (laughs) they're gonna play every team in their division hard and what did i say arizona was gonna be the bottom of the division okay that's so funny that is so funny the arizona cardinals uh but just fired cliff uh, kingsbury so easy yeah obviously a lot of um head coaching jobs have opened up uh some one and duns uh lovey smith that was that was tough i literally Uh, never understand firing a coach after one year when you're hired when it's thrown into a dumpster fire when you're hired to a shit team it's like what were you expecting them to do like not even the next coach for the texans next year is going to improve yeah that team if they do it's a miracle absolute miracle if anything lovey smith is lucky so he doesn't have to coach the texans for another year exactly like i'm surprised he actually tried to plead with the owners probably like i mean obviously job security is important like you want to be in work yes, I agree. and it's everyone's dream. It, the pay is much better for a head coach as opposed to an OC or like anything DC, below yeah. a head coach. But obviously like coaching the Texans is tough. So yeah. it's no, absolutely, it sucks. but oh, who knows? Maybe he gets the bag back in college or some shit. Like, uh, I think he could become a defensive coordinator. In I think he will, but yeah. Head Colleges love throwing money at coaches, so yeah, that's what true. happens. Uh, but anyways, we will start with the teams that officially made it in. Uh, the Chiefs clinched the one seed uh, after their demolishment of the Raiders. Uh, that was fun for a week, Jared Stidham. Uh, you can go sit down now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and going if we're going in chronological order here, the Jaguars defeat Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee with the worst fourth and thirteen play call I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, game's on the line. Season's on the line. Yeah, let's do a three-yard dump off. Uh, Tennessee, you deserve to lose. That's a Patriots play right there. Oh, it's just so frustrating. Uh, Jacksonville, congratulations. You guys clearly, like, you you guys deserve this. It's amazing what one year and one good coach can make. Yeah. Um, thought. Yeah, no, it's absolutely insane. Uh, the Steelers and Browns played a uh, meaningful game up until it wasn't. <laughs> the Bengals and Ravens both made it in uh even though the Ravens uh, it's it's going to be hard for them to beat Cincy. They're going to Cincinnati back to back weeks. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> Especially with their quarterback situation up in Exactly. Um it's questionable right now, so No, exactly. It's it's tough. Uh Jeff, your Patriots obviously were eliminated on what seemed to be like just bet the bills. As soon as like Hamlin woke up, bet the bills. Like that's it, how it was gonna be. It's the only reason why I'm frustrated is the way we lost in such a way where it's like it could have been so easily avoided. If exactly. we got like if Bills put on a performance like they did to us like last year in the playoffs, where like every drive they scored a touchdown, I wouldn't have been so upset. I would have just been like they were playing off of adrenaline from their boy being in 
a life or death scenario the week before yeah. and now that news is broken that like every he's okay um maybe not released but he's like talking now and stuff and like he's yeah. like i don't think he was released no he, he was when only the game was today. played yeah I think, so, he's on his way back. I think he's on his way back to buffalo now yeah right now yeah, yeah. He's playing in the wild. He's playing wild card. Dude, imagine. Yeah. Holy no, but fuck. Uh, I, like if we got pumped that way, I would have been like kind of saw it coming. But the difference was like two kick returns. Yeah, it's like that's special teams is like the Patriots' mo, and like that's how we lost. <laughs> yeah, considering yeah. Belichick Behind was baby. Yeah, uh, so, dude, what an acquisition that pickup was at the trade deadline. Yeah. Jesus. And so, no, it wasn't fuck. Yeah, no. so it was just a tough way to lose. Um no, I De- agree. Devontae Parker played really good. He had a good um 50-50 grab touchdown. Yep. Mac Jones was throwing it pretty well. The play some of the play calling though was absolutely horrendous. But that's been new for the whole year. Yeah. So <laughs> um it was like a display where it's like, all right, we're keeping up with them. We're we're doing pretty good for a game that we need to win to make the playoffs. And then as soon as that second kick return got returned for a touchdown, we forgot how to play offense and yep. everything kind of went to shit. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I didn't think we were going to win that game though. Mm-hmm. But no, not at all. Whatever. At least we'll get a hopefully better pick. Yeah. To trade down. Uh, the Dolphins. Wow, my God! It's such a boring game, absolutely boring game. It, it was eleven just, to six. Yeah, eleven to six. What a that's, that's a that's a legal score. If you win eleven to six, you don't actually win. That's yeah, no, no. <laughs> like they both should have been eliminated. The You're fact eliminated that the Dolphins, from playoff contention. Yeah, the fact that the Dolphins are in as opposed to the uh, the Patriots or the Steelers just kind of seems criminal after that performance. Yeah. I know it's not Tua, but. It, like Mike McDaniel, you cannot be looking that serious on the sideline after you nail a uh, fucking fifty-yard kick. Okay, calm the fuck down. Yeah, calm the fuck down. Um, but that pretty much rounds out any relevancy in the AFC. Uh, Texans Colts. That was a fun ending somehow. Oh my god, Texans uh, low key dumb though. Yeah, seriously. Well, why are you winning that game? Yeah, Play your fourth strings, even though it's probably your starters. But yeah, like Lovey Smith playing for your job. <laughs> Uh, now it's just going to be a bigger question of do they get Bryce Young or not? Because now Chicago prime position to trade down from so many teams. So many teams are going to be wanting that first overall pick for Bryce Young. Well, uh, even even like, what is it? Um, Stetson Bennett too. Like, isn't he in the draft uh, as well? CJ uh, Stroud is the name of the Ohio yeah. State quarterback. Stetson Bennett's gonna be running a Kia, Kia dealership here in the next couple of years. Yeah, Stetson Bennett Str- is the same age as Lamar Jackson. Correct. Just, just, just put that in mind. Like, you're gonna be drafting someone who, in ten years, will not be relevant. Yeah. The Brandon <laughs> Whedon of the uh, of the NFL show. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I think Chicago. I think trading down is the right move because I think Fields is exactly the same as those types of players. Yep. And if you get him any sort of weapons or protection, it'll save you it'll and you'll so get more better. capital. You trade exactly. down to the fourth spot, you could get three. You get like you can get a next year's picks. first if you trade yeah. down to like the eight spot. Like, yeah, and no, it's absolutely insane. The Bill or the Bears won 
the uh the draft with that. So congratulations. Uh now the NFC. Uh the Eagles took care of the Giants, uh, even though it was like half of the Eagles first strings for like the first half and then the Giants like fourth strings. I was actually kind of surprising. Actually kind of surprising. Uh but then to round out the two seed, the 49ers uh, and Brock Purdy, what a Cinderella story this could be for the 49ers. Uh, again, the Cardinals suck. Uh, I, and- I, I, think the, I think the Cardinals are a social experiment or a government can experiment to see how long a fan can last without getting depression. That's what I think the Cardinals are. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good that's a good one. I, uh, I could see that. <laughs> like, Viking- what have the Cardinals done? The Cardinals, like, the Cardinals have not done anything. Blow it up. Start it over. Again. Trade Kyler Murray. Yep. Yeah. Uh, The Vikings round out the third spot. Um, They are the most fraudulent team. They tried to get back some of their scoring difference in this one game. Uh, It should be a fun (laughs) one. Uh, And then the fourth seed is... The the Bucks who lost to the Falcons. Uh, everyone who bet on the Buccaneers to beat the Falcons, you're an idiot. Uh, the Buccaneers literally didn't need to play anyone. So, like, yeah, hurrah! Didn't Brady play like half of the first quarter? He played the first quarter, and then okay. that was that was it. And he uh, he like one in completion with like 85 yards and a touchdown. It's like yeah, all right, Brady's heating up right before playoffs, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> this, he's he's also, ready. Also, not gonna lie, Falcons like kind of okay, like kind of like not mm, ass, which no. is like hot take. Falcons are not ass. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out and on a limb with something controversial and say that the Falcons are not actually ass. <laughs> I mean, next year they probably won't be. They have so much money, they have to spend it somewhere. Yeah. Um. It'll definitely be a quarterback. Uh, the five spot rounded out by the Cowboys, who got absolutely crushed by the Commanders. Uh, and somehow we, we all we all agree the Cowboys are not winning the Super Bowl, right? That no. they are not not a chance. I do not think after they, that performance. I do think that like they beat the Bucks though. I'm like I'm fifty. Now that Jeff's thinking about it, the Bucks are gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I had him <laughs> in the Super Bowl, but I just like. I don't know. Dallas's defense is really good, but also like Brady in the playoffs, he's starting to heat up at the right time. You you're gonna bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs? Good luck. Yeah, it's yeah. But with this game, like Sam Howell, they didn't have really much any tape on him NFL game wise, but Sam Howell looks pretty fucking good. Like you cannot argue that he had some throws that were pro throws. Like that one deep ball he had to McLaurin was right on the money. Right yeah. on the money, and I think I think the commanders have a have a tough de- or not tough decision. You gotta see Sam Howell next year, hundred percent. Like he was a he was a really high prospect going into the draft before he just had a shit last year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that rounds out the fifth spot. The sixth spot then goes to uh, the Giants, who. Congratulations. I, I don't, I don't really feel know. I don't feel anything about the Giants. I, I don't Giants feel confident. I don't feel anything. I don't feel no. like cool. I, I do the, think that Dable should be a nominee for coach of the year, though. He's definitely up there. 
he, definitely the, he, up there. I he think. is their best. A- he is their best asset. Yeah, Brian Dable is the best yeah. asset on the Giants. Yeah, he will make people come to New York next year. Oh yeah, I th- I think he like will get close to winning it because no one had expectations on the Giants and they had a decent what were they nine six and one or something? Yeah, or like nine seven and one. Nine six and one. Oh wait, six, no, yeah, nine seven and one. Yeah, yeah, they just lost. Yeah, so and they like no one thought they were going to be anything. Uh, shout out to Kenny Galladay, scored a touchdown. <laughs> um, <laughs> only only needed about like seventy three more catches to get his full as uh, as a uh, uh, bonus. Yeah, that was Close. such a funny photo. Part of my take posted: Kenny Galladay only needs seventy six <laughs> catches on Sunday to get his bonus of two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that was that was pretty funny. It was like just a reminder for all the gamblers. Oh my Keep god, this so funny! But yeah, yeah no. Giants are I, I think they're a one and done. Shout out to them. You get an extra game this year. Yeah, no, I agree. And then the seventh spot, uh, the three games basically it needed to get into one. Also, I just want to say the Chargers uh get the five spot in the AFC. Uh, congrats. Uh, but Mike Williams, Brandon Staley, that was a that was a big fucking. Dumbass play. Anyways, the Seahawks. Uh, I don't know about this game. I watched it, and yeah, like the Seahawks and Rams. Uh, I, I thought the Rams were honestly gonna win. I, I thought just with the type of scheme that Baker Mayfield was playing with, uh, maybe he could go in and do something, and maybe they should have. Seahawks, I definitely think got some pretty lucky calls down near the end uh that Jalen Ramsey hit on Geno Smith Geno Smith hit Ramsey okay can we can we all agree on that I don't so, think it should have been a penalty so I was yeah I don't the, think it should have been a penalty either I was at the game on Sunday yeah um and where like it was on the opposite sideline of where I was sitting and I was sitting in like the 100 so like I didn't have a clear view because like I was you know there's a bunch yeah. of players and like there's the bench. Um so like in real time? Oh, in real it, time? Yeah, being in your position, I could see how it would look like Ramsey did that. Well, but he, on he, replay, you you can't argue. Geno Smith did not step out. He ran into Ramsey. Well, and the other thing too that not for nothing, it was on the Seahawks sideline which did not give Ramsey the oh, benefit of the doubt. No. Where everybody on Seattle sideline is going crazy cuz it's just like, "Hey, hey!" <laughs> like that yeah. like Yeah, I definitely think like the the players made that call, but cuz I think like Gino engaged in contact as well. It's not like he was running out. We had no plan to like hit stick or put his shoulder down and Ramsey crushed him. Ramsey, if anything, saw that Smith was coming. Gino wasn't Gino wasn't even a hundred percent out. He was still kind of fighting for yards. And Ramsey just kind of, if anything, just turned his shoulder towards him. Gino Smith put his shoulder down as well and they both got collided. I don't think Ramsey should have got a penalty for that. I think it was kind of bogus. I think I think Jalen Ramsey's uh kind of a douche as well. So like he deserves a penalty. How about that? I I will agree. I also don't uh, like that. That, that. that really I, that really should have no impact on the game. But just because <laughs> I think that Jalen Ramsey is a bit of a pos, uh, I think he deserves that penalty. All right, enough. confirmed. Confirmed. Ramsey uh, deserved that penalty. So, inside sources are telling me. Oh boy, not inside sources, please. 
But then uh, moving on to Sunday night, the Lions do their part for the Seahawks, and they come up absolutely huge. Could this be Aaron Rodgers' last game? I don't know. He's a fucking drama queen. You did tell Jameson Williams that he's keeping his jersey. So. Oh, boo fucking who? He's coming back next year. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't he always likes to keep things until training camp. Exactly. He's such a joke. Uh but anyways, to round out the playoff the first games, it'll go Saturday uh, from Saturday to Monday. Uh Seattle uh will lose. I mean, we'll play the 49ers. Uh <laughs> and then the Jaguars and Chargers will play Saturday night. Sunday morning will be the Bills hosting the Dolphins and then the Vikings hosting the Giants. And to finish it off on Sunday night will be the Bengals hosting the Ravens. And then on wildcard round Monday night, the Bucks will host the Cowboys. And Ooh. that is your NFL week preview. How do we, uh, should we throw in some picks? Ooh, How we think three. We three picks. To... Three picks. Yeah. Three locks of the lock. week. Yeah, three, give... three locks of the week coming up here. Yeah, we should all locks. We should all parlay it too. So, all right. But you know what? I like this. Throw it on. Should, right. should we throw in a six leg parlay and we each put two games on there? Yeah, I'll I'll or, do or... three separate and then we each put in two. Okay. It can be overs which, and which... unders too. What what two games are we each picking? Like, uh, are we are we all making one parlay right now? Well, I'll make one... one. I'll make one separately, but then our our together one. I can make the together one here. Okay, yeah. I see. Like, I'm kind of I almost like Jaguars in upset territory against the Chargers. I was Jeez. thinking that too. I was thinking Jeez. that too. Dude, they mollywopped them in the regular season, and Staley has a knack for choking. That is true. And Jaguars are kind of like they're rolling Czech, right now. They're Czechia of the NFL right now. Oh, I agree. Got some talent there. Raw talent. They just Holy gotta God. utilize it correctly. The Seahawks are 10 point dogs to the 49ers. Can it's I hear can too I many can points. I just, That's too many points? Can Ian just give his quick take on that game? Yeah. I th- I actually like not gonna lie, like I'm like 50%, 60% like in on like we're gonna beat the 49ers on Saturday. Okay, okay. Well, you're not betting on the Seahawks and 49ers, okay? <laughs> we'll just, we'll you can't we'll just have any bias on this parlay. All right, all right. So then I, I I'm <laughs> I think we all agree that the Vikings are beating the Giants. Then I can make that pick because, okay. like, I think I don't think any of us think the Giants are going to beat Minnesota. Okay, sounds good. So right now we have the Jeff pick the Jags, uh, you pick the Vikings. Uh, uh, are we doing money line? Y- well, it can be anything. I was gonna do. What's the spread for Jags and Chargers? One. Oh, so it's oh, a pick them. The Jaguars yeah. are a point underdog, so you get better money with oh. the money line. Yeah, I would. I would take the yeah. So, Ian, do you like the Vikings minus three or money line, uh, one sixty five negative? I take money line. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I will make the next one. Um, is Tua Tangovaloa playing in the Bills? I don't think he is. Oh man, 
That's that's a tough one. But you know what? I think I'm going to go. Ooh, I think I'm gonna go with a nice over. No, you know what? I'm gonna go a nice under on the Cincy and Baltimore game. Uh, the line set at forty three and a half. Uh, oh, actually, I don't know the defense. I kind of like the. I no, you like know what? I like the under. I like the under. Okay. All right. All right, Jeff. Back to you. I'm actually. Can I? Um. I want to take the Chargers over the Jags. Oh, dude. Oh, you want to? Yeah. Okay, so you want to go minus one point then? Or do you want to go money? Line? Or what's a, what's the line set at over under? 47 and a half. I, I think it hits under that one. See, yeah. yeah. So you're telling me that that offense of the Jags is not, or the, the defense of the Chargers is not better than the Titans? I, I like the under on that one. If you don't choose the under on that one, I'm going to choose the under on that one. Well, I'm going to go Chargers money line, and then okay. um, for my second one, I'm going to go Mike Evans anytime touchdown score. Oh, okay, okay. I can do props. All right, Ian. What do you like now? Hmm. We've touched on almost every game, haven't we? We've touched on... Yeah. You, the games we haven't touched on are the Bills and then your uh, Seahawks. I'm not allowed to bet on the Seahawks, so I will then take the... What's the Bills spread? Ten and a half. Even that seems like a lot. Even if I don't know if two is playing, even right? that seems... Like, that seems like a lot. That's a spread. lot of... Especially because, like, Miami gave them a run for the money. What would you say the over-under was on that, 42? 44 and a half. I'll take the over. The Bills are scoring at least. All right. I'll think, All I think right. the over. And I, think, I think in the Bills-Dolphins game, the Bills got to be scoring at least. 28? I was going to say 30. Least, yeah, I, I would say be that, scor- too. The Bills are going to be scoring at least 30, 35 in that game. All They'll right. Be- There'll be there'll be there'll be twelve extra ten at whatever the point like there'll be enough points there to, you know at some point. I agree. And then for at least to get us on the board, um, oh man, just because you're a Seattle fan, I don't want to choose this game. But I mean, like you, whatever. What's it? What's this? What'd you say? It's ten in Seattle, San Fran. Yeah, but I would take the money line just to be safe. So this parlay starts off good. <laughs> like I would take, I would take Seattle. I would take Seattle spread. Yeah, I like, honestly, yeah, I it's a playoff. It's a playoff game. Minus one ten. Yeah, that uh, just and, seems. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, again. San Francisco's already beat us twice this year. It's tough to, it's tough to beat three teams three times in a year. And historically, Pete Carroll does pretty good against Kyle Shanahan. That is true. Yeah. So I would take, like, I'm not going to say Seattle money line, but Seattle spread at 10 and a half. That's, that feels like a, a safe pick that I'd be okay I th- making. I think it could come down to, like, Seattle needs a touchdown to tie it kind of thing. And if they don't, San Fran they- takes it, takes a knee kind of Seattle, thing. Well, Seattle needs, like, an 80 yard drive with no timeouts and, like, under two minutes to tie the game. Yeah. Uh, and like Brock Purdy first playoff game, who knows what happens. So 
Yeah, I don't hate that. All right, Hayden, what's our what's our parlay looking like? Well, I'm trying to fucking get this uh this Mike Evans anytime touchdown prop, but I'm not finding a luck to get any fucking uh touchdown prop. Okay, then what <laughs> what's the Bucks Cowboys um bets at? Like spreads and odds. Mm-hmm. The Bucks uh, are plus three dogs. Oh, I Tom Brady. Tom Brady has never lost to the Buck or to the Cowboys. By the way, then I'll take Bucks plus three. If you can't find Evans yeah, anytime, I can't. It's Tom Brady as an underdog in the playoffs with a at home. Yeah, that's I. I like the plus three. So with that. Our wager, 16 parlay. If we all put 10 bucks in, I'm very much down to do this. Uh, because if we bet 30 bucks, we will be winning $1,126. All right. What do we got? We uh we got take, the Minnesota Vikings uh and New York Giants money line. We got an under in the Baltimore Cincy. We got the Chargers money line. Uh, over 44 and a half in the Buffalo Do- and the Dolphins game. Seahawks plus 10. Buccaneers plus three. And uh, are we all committed into putting 10 bucks into this? I don't, know if, I, I don't know if I like my pick. Am I taking my winnings from fantasy and just putting it in this wild card weekend parlay? Dude, we have to. This is part of the show. <laughs> this is content. And, and yeah, Jeff, do you like your pick? I almost want to stay away from the Chargers Jags game. All right. Then I, I, I kind of want to go Bengals money line. Okay, we can do Bengals money line. Yeah, let's so do Bengals money line. Obviously, that takes it down from over a grand. Now we're at 819 return. Can I, Jeb, can I do some convincing? What's up? I really like the Jags this weekend. Yeah. I, like I really I really think the the Jags at home they're one of the hottest teams in the playoffs and like they're like they're on a roll. And Doug Peterson's a Doug good EP. coach. And you just said Brandon Staley has a as like choking in his blood. Okay, give me the Jags. Throw the Jags on the card. All right, we're going to do this. $30 and then our return is uh, almost twelve hundred and thirty dollars. There you go. I like that. I like that. All right, we're I'm putting it in right now. All right, we'll we'll e transfer you. There we so, go. Yeah, just take my money. Just take my winnings from fantasy this year, and like just just say in just say in chat. Just put in the chat. Like I get Ian's fucking fantasy winnings this and, year. And go. Hayden, either make a graphic of it or post the post the slip. Oh um, yeah, left we'll, side heavy, and we'll get you guys' opinions on it and stuff. We'll make sure to do that shit. Yeah, but uh, no, this is gonna be uh entertaining. One, um, what's your what's your game of the week? What one are you looking forward to most? I mean, I mean, I'll say I'll say the Seahawks because obviously I want to see, but like I I think Cowboys Bucks will actually be a fun Monday. I think game. it'll be I think it'll be a great game. Yeah, I also That's what I was leaning to. And to me, I think it's Jags Chargers or Bucks Cowboys. Like I yeah, honestly yeah. think the Jags Chargers one is going to be such a fun game to watch. I agree. 
because I Jags are just they throttled the Chargers last time. Yep, and they're just both entertaining teams. So a great quarterback matchup, such a fun quarterback, especially matchup. like like Trevor Lawrence has just excelled in Peterson's system, and it's so good yeah. to see that we're finally seeing like the Trevor Lawrence that was supposed to be in the NFL, besides the Urban Meyer um stint. But no, this is going to be very entertaining. I'm excited. Agreed. All right. Um, is that all for talk for playoff talk, or do you that's all for playoff talk? And you want to give legit winners for each game, just so we don't have to go too far in it. I can just give you the matchup, and you can guys just say the winner so that we can send them home with something else. I agree. All right, see, uh, Seahawks Niners. I I think the Niners, but it's like (laughs) I've said, I think it's Seahawks are going to make it a nail biter. I agree. I think it's going to be within a touchdown. Yeah, I could see that. Can I? I will say, if the Seahawks win on Saturday, that's the icing on the cake for the Seahawks' year. They don't need to win yeah. the Super Bowl. They just need to beat San Fran in the playoffs. We're all good. And, all they, good. Have the, and they have like the, what the fourth overall pick, fifth pick, fifth pick, fifth, fifth pick. We beat Denver Week One at home. We beat San Francisco in the playoffs. And, G- and Gino set the passing record. Yeah, so, in one yeah. season. That's that's incredible. Um, Chargers, Jags. Jags. Fuck, I, I wanna over I wanna say that I wanna say the Chargers, but like Brandon Staley just sucks, man. And like Mike Williams is hurt. Who knows how that'll play? Like, yeah. I I I I like the Jags, but I can see this going any direction. I yeah. honestly like Herbert could have one of his games Herbert where he games. carries. And Eckler could have like a three touchdown performance where the Jags don't click offensively. It could be one of yeah. those things. Uh, Miami Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo I, yeah. I think Buffalo Giants Vikings. 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 I think Vikings, <gasps> but I won't be surprised if Kirk does just destroys Kirk. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Baltimore Cincy. Cincy. I think Cincy. Yeah, yeah. I think Cincy. Beats them there. And then Dallas, Tampa. Tampa. I can't <sighs> bet against Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, until until he beats me, I can't bet against Brady. It's um yeah, it's it's hard. And with the whole notion of Dallas in the first round, like the Maple Leafs, it's hard to predict him. And with Prescott, you see him in week eighteen, man. That was he did not Terrible. play good. Terrible. He he's <sighs> I like him, but like he's so frustrating. Yeah. He's he's too inconsistent for his paycheck, in my opinion. But I think with Cowboys so hot and cold and Brady and the Bucks heating up right before playoffs, I think the Bucks win this game. Especially at home too. But all right. That's uh that's NFL, NHL. Hayden, what's the game that we're playing this week for the peoples? All right, boys. Uh I'm gonna need y'all to get a NFL team generator. Uh, on your phone or whatever device you're using because this game is going to be a test of your knowledge of NFL and players by themselves. So we're going to all have a position to fill, which will be one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, and a tight end. Let's say you spin the wheel, and I just spun the wheel right now, and I got Denver. Uh, I can take any player who played for Denver and another team, as long as they just played for that team, I can take them, and that'll be like the all-time touchdown 
score for them. So like a good one to do, I think would be Terrell Davis. Uh, okay. But other people may have different uh, choices. Yes, Jeff. Um, is it the touch amount of touchdowns they got with that team or touchdowns in their career? Career. So like yeah. if it's Drew Brees uh, and you get the Chargers or the Saints, you can uh, you take his 500 and whatever touchdowns. Okay. Uh, everyone just tell me who you're picking. Uh, we'll go We'll go person by person. We'll see. So, and then we'll go from there. Ian's so is question that, is, you said quarterback, running back, two wide receivers? Two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. Got it. Got it. All right. So um, with, with that. I think respectable Ian. guest starts. I agree. First. Okay. Uh, I'm using the word wall, by the way. That's what okay. Uh, I am as well. It's spinning. Uh, spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. Oh. Oh. Uh, now the Las Vegas Raiders is who I is who I got here. Not the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh. <sighs> There's so many people, and you can't search up. You have to go I know, with knowledge. I, I know. I'm gonna go Randy Moss. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I would have gone Tim Brown, but that's just me. Or even Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Yeah, fuck. Jerry that's Rice a fumbled is... bag. Fuck. Ooh. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, since it was my game, I'll go last. So you go second. I got the NFL spin the wheel app. You can't really see on my camera here. Yeah, classic. I look similar to what we're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. So spinning right now. So fun. Okay. So many colors. Um, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Oh fuck! <laughs> um, there's only one person I would take off the Baltimore Ravens. Now I'm scared that I'm not gonna pick the right one. I want to leave quarterback for a different team. Yep. Um, my mind's blanking, but I'm gonna go Steve Smith. That's exactly who I was thinking with. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Steve Smith. I was really worried I was going to make the wrong decision. Hayden was just going to judge me, and I'd have to cut this part of the episode out. Oh fuck! My, <laughs> my camera, my camera does not want to be fun because I hooked it we'll up. Take, I'll take your word for it, Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm spinning it right now, boys. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's zooming in, and I get the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Fuck. I know Terrell Owens played for the Bills. I see you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go to you. You could be really controversial and pick OJ Simpson. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> cool uh, yeah. strategy, Cotton. Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, give with me that, with that blindfold on, he won't be able to see very well, Cotton. <laughs> Oh boy, that's. I might funny. have to. I might have to watch dodgeball tonight. After I that. might have to watch dodgeball too. All no, right, but... are we are we snaking it, Hayden, or are we going revert back to Ian? Uh, let's go back to Ian. All right, he's got right, some so, time to think. So Ian's gonna re- Ian's uh gonna spin here. Ian's wheel is spinning, and oh oh oh, we're on we're on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, oh, you got you got a pick right there. Do you take quarterback or do you go no. running back? Well, I mean, you know, everybody loves Tony Romo, right? Like he's the guy when you think of Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I I am go- I'm gonna go with Emmett Smith. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Of. Was he like fourth all time in touchdowns or third all time or some shit? There was ridiculous. a guy. There was a guy yesterday at the Seahawks Rams game who was wearing an Emmett Smith Cowboys jersey, and it's just like I okay. don't get that. I, I don't get that. Dude, like, so, you have no, you have no blood in that game. Like sidebar, dude. Yesterday I saw another guy wearing a Justin Tucker Ravens jersey. And it's like that's random. That's that, so yeah. random. That's like wearing uh, like a Victor Oreskovich Canucks jersey. It's like. I'm surprised you know who he is. Well, there's another guy who's like decked out in like full Giants gear, like Giants toque, Giants jersey, Giants sweater. See, I could just... get that because NFC. But like you tell you who who buys a Justin Tucker jersey? Yeah, that's like that's I get it. He's like the best kicker all time, but I'm it's not spending like hundred dollars on a Tucker jersey. Definitely like a fantasy football punishment or something, or like <laughs> your your fans on your Instagram page they picked a jersey for you or some shit like that yeah that would be fun that's nobody's justin tucker is nobody's first ch- choice that's our takeaway yeah. here all right Jeff Spin- spinning the wheel it's going mm-hmm. i got the chiefs oh oh, oh you, you're i don't want to say what position's locked up so but... like i'm between two players here should i talk about it should i talk about it i'm between quarterback and tight end um, do I go Tony G or Joe Montana? Couple different directions to go. Um, I'm gonna just make a but, choice, and I'm just gonna call it right or wrong. Um, but I think I, I'm gonna get a good quarterback, so I'm gonna go Tony G. That's the right pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go Tony G. Uh, second best tight end of all time. Oof. So who's the first? Antonio Gates. Oh, it's Gronk, baby. It's Gronk. <laughs> oh, I, thought was, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say Heath Miller for a second there. I was worried. Aaron Schmernandez. Huge. I spun my wheel, boys, and I got the New York Jets. Give Zach me Ladanian Tomlinson. Good pick. Nice. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, snaps. Snaps for the snaps. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, Big E is back on here. We're gonna or uh, spin here. We're we're spinning. We're spinning here. It takes a while to spin. <laughs> New York Giants. Oh, too bad Sacks wasn't a part of this, or else he'd oh, take no, out the defensive stats killer here. Um, fuck. Who do you even? Eli Manning. Fuck it, Manningham down there somewhere. I I mean that's not a bad decision. It's He's not up there I'm just, in touchdown. I'm trying. I'm literally trying to think of like the only notable Giants offensively are like Eli Manning, Cruz, Victor Cruz. Like that's like Walter a part Cruz. of your wide receiver position. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll go with Eli. I'll, yeah. I'll go. With I think I think that's a respectable pick. Uh, for touchdowns, I agree. I'm, I'm gonna look back on this later and be like, "Oh, this guy played for the Giants. Should have picked him." But <laughs> every, like... every team after the Giants, though, you're gonna get the top touch touchdown passers in NFL history. Of course, yeah, I'm gonna get Tom Brady. I'm gonna get you know, <laughs> Drew Brees. Dan Marino. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, sweet, cool. Love that. Thank you. Love All right, Jeff. Let's see who I get. I have to hold it at this angle, or else you can't see. Oh no. Jacksonville? Jacksonville Jaguars. Oof. <laughs> David Garrard is still on the board. Holy shit. I don't like, really... oh. Do I go like Maurice Jones Drew? 
Oh, what about oh, AJ Green? No, AJ Green was not on. Uh, I, what am I saying right yeah, now? Yeah, he was on Cincy, what my the guy. Fuck. I don't know a lot of Jags players. If I'm being completely honest with you, the two worst teams that you could get are the Jags and the Texans. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I think I have to burn one of my running back spots, and I I think I'll just go Maurice Jones Drew because that's the best player I know from Jacksonville. I could be missing someone completely, but. I, I don't think you're missing a lot with MJD. Um, I'll just go M- MJD. MJD is also at least a fun pick. Like he's actually yeah. like a cool dude. Like at least he's a cool dude. Like and yeah, you know, like that. That's oh. that's the. Did I miss someone or who did you? No, get? I I spun the. I'm sorry. No, keep going, Ian. Keep going. I was just gonna say he's a fun guy. That's the only way you can justify that pick. Can I search up Jaguars all time? I was leader? I was gonna do yeah. It's MJD. Is it 81 touchdowns? Yeah. All right. There you go. I made the wise choice. You did. You did. Uh, I'm going to pick Blake Bortles. Like, I'm sorry. No, No, not at all. Uh, It's considering your quarterback position. So vital. Uh, I got the Falcons. Uh, Like Jeff, his tight end. uh, Give me the best tight end ever. Give me Tony G. I'm sorry, but the Gronk and Gronk's better. I love the All people right, who are dude. trying to force Travis Kelsey into that conversation. It's like, shut up. Your your opinion doesn't matter. That's uh, not true. I mean, like, could be. He he could be. Give it like six more years and another four rings for Kelsey. Yeah. All right. So we're spinning here. We're spinning a we're spinning again. We're looking. Spin cycle. We're gonna oh, we weren't oh, I wanted to watch it before Ian did. Oh boy, Houston. <laughs> uh, Houston. There's uh, one person to go with, in my opinion. That's Andre Johnson. Isn't yeah, that? yeah, it is. Yeah, I can't think of any other. I mean, JJ Watt got a couple touchdowns. <laughs> 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 um, I uh, I'll go with uh, uh, JJ. Andre Johnson is Andre JJ Johnson. Watt's the fun pick. Make it fun, uh, JJ Andre, Watt. Well, uh, Arian Foster. He he was think, good, but I think it's I think it's Andre Johnson. No. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Let's see who I'm rocking and rolling with my fourth pick here. Started off hot with Steve Smith and Tony G. I actually G. lied. D Hop has more touchdowns than Andre Johnson. Mm. Damn. But you already sense. made your pick. I'm sorry, Ian. I got uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. Oh no. Oh, wow. Gonna, I wonder who Jeb is gonna pick here. I'm gonna go Julio. Jo- no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, Thomas, Thomas Brady. Tom All Brady. right, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a lock. Uh, I'm spinning right now. I'm going. I got the Dolphins. Jesus Christ! I'm taking out the AFC East here. Yeah. Um, fuck the Dolphins. I mean. Do I try and get like a better one? I don't really know another. Great running back or wide receiver on the Dolphins. I think I gotta go Dan Marino. I think you do. I, too. I think yeah. you do too. I, you can't. It's hard. I know you want to try and fish for like a Brady or Breeze or something, but like you might and get I, stuck and, with a Blake Bortles or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. You I gotta, gotta take, take Marino. Yeah. And Jay Cutler is very enticing. I know, but like you, you, you have to take Marino when you get the opportunity. Yeah. Also, Dan Marino's touchdowns are 420. So, Aiden wins. <laughs> I win. Aiden wins. All right. 
Unless some touchdowns ends with six nine. Six nine. <laughs> okay, so Ian has a running back and a tight end still. And let's see who you get. Ian, you can't look until we see it first. Damn, your camera's fire. Oh, you oh. you have your tight end position. Tampa Bay. Oh, so uh, Rob Gronkowski. There yeah. you go. The greatest tight end of all time. All right, Jeff. All right. Could have also gone Antonio Brown, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that Pittsburgh? Yellow team. Oh, blue. Dolphins? Pittsburgh oh. Steelers. Oh, oh, what the fuck? They were the blue. That that <laughs> that's like that game where it's just like say what this color is, and it's like green in like red font. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh, there's there's a few different like receivers I can go with, but. Do I, I think I'm gonna go Antonio Brown. Let's see. There's Heinz ah, Ward. Yeah. There's like Heinz Ward. There's a few different receivers I can go. I could have gone Le'Veon Bell, but I'm gonna go Antonio Brown. Ooh. I, I mean, you you went Brown. You are, but it was Heinz Ward. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, they were off by three, so. It's not a huge drop off. It's not like a hundred touchdown difference or some shit. Exactly. Uh oh, do you still have a running back position? Yeah, so yeah, I was gonna say Franco like, Harris. Yeah, I was gonna say if you need a running back, Franco Harris would have been awesome. I yeah. don't have a lot of knowledge on him, I'll be honest. That's fair. Uh so I'm spinning. I'm spinning. Oh my god. I got the Minnesota Vikings. And I still have a wide receiver position. Oh, now it's it's who? Is it Carter or is it Moss? Are we taking same players? Because I already took Moss. I know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, I mean Hayden. G. Yeah, me and Hayden both have Tony G. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh I'm gonna have to, ah. I'm gonna say Randy Moss. I think it's Moss, but we'll find out here. It could totally be fucking Carter. Chris Carter. I think all right. was all more all time. We'll have to see. I'll all right, see right so now. We, Ian is, is we're spinning here. Denver. Denver Broncos. Denver it Broncos. was indeed Moss. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. With um, that season in New England, he had like eighteen. Yeah. Uh Denver Broncos. I'll go with Terrell Davis. Good I have pick. A, a, great pick. I have I have a running back that uh, spot that needs to be filled, and that rounds out my roster. Um. All right. I have a running back to fill. Is that? I don't know who that is. Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Ooh. there you go. <laughs> why am I? Why am I blanking on running backs right now? Oh, Adrian Peterson. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Beauty. Beauty. All right. My I last guess running pick. back kind of worked out decently. Yeah. It did for you. Okay. Maybe you guys can now see it. Kind of. Oh, yeah. I kind of see it. Yeah. There we go. All right. All right. We're going to do this together. Okay. Okay. Boom. Spin. Zooming in. Yeah, that looks like the oh, Packers. Oh, the Packers. <laughs> At running back. 
I mean, AJ Dillon. I think it's Ahmad Green, right? There's got to be there's gonna be somebody from like the '60s or whoever. Oh uh, yeah, I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ahmad Green. All right, Ian. How about we start rounding out our rosters? Who was uh? What's your team looking like? So my my quarterback, Eli Manning. And Hayden will make a graphic on uh, who yes. won with yes, the most. Who has the most total touchdowns? Quarterback Eli Manning. My running backs are Emmett Smith and Terrell Davis. Not not too shabby at running back. Um, wide receivers are Randy Moss and Andre Johnson. And my tight end was Gronk. There you go. Pretty solid. Also, I just want to say, yeah, uh, Ian was right. From 58 to 66, uh, Jim Taylor, 81 touchdowns, as opposed to Amon Green, uh, 54. So, fuck my life. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that it was Jim Taylor. I'm just, I just knew in, like, the 60s, the Packers would have had somebody who, like, <sighs> that's so tough. Hayden, do you want to go through your team, or should I go? You go through yours, team. So, at uh, quarterback, I got... Sir Thomas Brady. Um, running backs, I got Maurice Jones-Drew and Adrian Peterson. Uh, wide receiver, I got Steve Smith and Antonio Brown. And tight end, I got uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, no, Kansas City Chiefs, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. he played for the Chiefs. Yeah. No, yeah, I didn't know, like, what... Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Got. Yeah. They're, they're both. They're both. Uh, for me, I got the uh, Dan Marino uh, quarterback. I got LT and Amon Green at running backs. My wide receivers are T.O. and Randy Moss. And then I, as well, have Tony G, Atlanta Falcons, Tony G. And that rounds out my team. This is actually going to be really close, I feel like. <laughs> so, right. Let's yeah. see. Oh. So I think I made the right choice um, at running back because Adrian Peterson has 26 more career touchdowns than Franco Harris. So, there so you go. Adrian Where Peterson you has 126 touchdowns. So there you go. Not a terrible mistake that I made, but um, that about wraps up this very long episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. Um, Ian. Thanks so much for coming on, my brother. You're always welcome on the show. It's been long overdue for you to make your return. Uh, plug where people can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Ian McNaughty. We've been kind of inactive with SYP just because I have a full-time job in sports, which is crazy. Um, but you can follow us at SYP Pod on Instagram as well. Um I think we're SYP pod on Twitter as well. I haven't even been on Twitter in so long. It's, it's been crazy, but you know, follow me, follow, you know, check out Jevin's stuff. Jevin's more active at doing this than I am. So you should really be following Jevin and what he's got going on. Uh, I'm just some dude who does game ops and wears glasses. That's, that's all I am right now. And manages the Toronto Maple Leafs. And manages <laughs> the Toronto Maple. Do you, you know, what's funny is the, uh, like, my hair it doesn't look that great. It's fine, but it doesn't look that great. Did you see that Troy Terry video where he got announced from Troy Aikman that he was going to be an all-star? No, I actually haven't. 
Yeah. He looks like he's balding and he's born in 97. Like he's two years <laughs> older than me. And the dude looks like he's got like a half bald going on. It's like, okay, my hair isn't that bad. At least I'm not balding yet. Well, that's like awesome Matthews. He has some of the worst hair in the league. Like that Awful. hair is pushing back for how young he is. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Pretty bad. But, um, Hayden, uh, where can, where can the people find you? At Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram and Twitter and at HBart13 on TikTok. Um, you can follow myself on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Um, subscribe to the YouTube Left Side Heavy for full episode pods and rate and review us anywhere you get your podcast. It helps grow the show. Ian, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck to your Seahawks um, this weekend. Shout out Geno Smith. He still has yet to write back. So shout out to him. And we will see you guys next time for episode 143. Peace out. Love y'all. Let's ride.